and welcome to MiceCast with your hosts, Greg and Mike. Hey. No shaft today. <laughs> no pole, man. <laughs> so it's been a couple weeks. You know, in a stupid... <coughs> Excuse me. Um... <laughs> And it's too bad because I wanted to take him to task or poke a little fun at him today, um, but over what? Well, I just finished listening to um, "Death by Black Hole," and the last Richard hasn't heard this, but when we came back from uh, Vegas once, we listened to Stephen Hawking's book. You know, he's a pretty bright guy, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Richard was telling me what was wrong with his book you know, off and on through the whole thing. Okay. It's, it's kind of along those lines, you know? <laughs> so th- this guy's a, you know, PhD, astrophysicist, whatever. He's got a comet named after him or an astro. I don't know. It's got, it seemed pretty bright, but he put it in good layman's term, had a sense of humor, and he did a section on, you know, how movies screw up. Uh, so, you know, and with science and all that. And then, on top of that, I happened to, I was trying to give Wall-E another chance today. I really like the character Wall-E, but I think the movie overall was bland. You know, had had a good start and was just bland. Okay. Actually, I think the best part of that movie is the, the song at the end. Uh, it was a Peter Gabriel. Yes. But, uh, you know, there's a part in that movie where either the uh, autopilot or the fat slob of a uh, captain... captain uh, they're stereotyping the Navy, huh? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, spins the wheel and everybody goes sliding one way. Uh-huh. That wouldn't happen in space. No. Because it really doesn't matter which way you're orientated, right? Right. Because <laughs> so, artificial gravity is always going to be down. Yes. Correct. Correct. And if there was an artificial gravity, they'd all be floating Floating around. anyway, yeah. Uh-huh. So, you know, it would be those kind of things that are pointed out in the book. One happens to be in contact, you know, when she says, if you took every... If there was a you know, billion stars and there was only, you know, she goes through that whole litany of math that, you know, to tell you how many possibilities of life there are out there. If you actually do the math, it's a negative number. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's little things like that. And, and uh, he even found like in Titanic when they're out in the water and he says, let's don't get me going on that. You know, how cold it is, what's going on and, you know, and how she's hanging in the water or, he, you know, whatever that thing was. But the sky's wrong. He says, there's no excuse for this. You know, you can, we know. Oh, you mean the stars in the sky were not arranged correct. properly? Okay. You can figure out, you know, or you walk. back to Christ time, what day of the week, where you are and where everything is in the sky. It's pretty, you know, easy math for them, not for me. I wouldn't have no idea where to start. But he said he even happened to be sitting next to James Cameron at something, at something and mentioned it to him. And James oh. was kind of like, hmm. It's made a billion dollars, and don't think anybody really cares. <laughs> you know? Yet, because he offered his services, saying that you know, hey, you know, I'll, I'll, I can do the math for you. I can show you, you know, what it is. What the stars were, yeah, yeah. And he's um, he ended up getting a call back, for, supposedly for the special edition DVD, and might actually be fixed. <laughs> so, Interesting. Yeah. So it's all kinds of things like that. I, I'm sure others will pop into my mind. Um, okay, so what does this have to do with Richard? You wanted to- well, you know, I poke at him a little bit because, uh, you know, he always seems to know more than, you oh. know, the, the true... Uh, true smart people? Yeah. He, I mean, he's a closet smart guy. You know, he wants to be smart. He, he is smart. But, you know, I'm sorry. when You know, we've had these arguments with him. You know, when, when he went, when he talked about being in um, 
facilities. Yes. I mean, oh. that, that whole thing with, uh, not Jensen Green, but uh, the general guy. Yeah, Irby, uh-huh. You know, come on. Quite frankly, I, I've seen it enough from managers, and even sometimes myself when I was a manager, and some new guy off the street suggests something to you, you kind of <laughs> listen. Yeah, you, but you, yeah, when you're like, you know, what's this guy? No, I'm hang around here for a little bit longer before you offer a pin, yeah. <sighs> yeah, something like that. But, you know, anyways, I, it's just, you know, my okay, fun. So. Richard. So he's got to listen to the book. It's a very interesting book because the guy goes into all kinds of um, kind of interesting things in the cosmos and and, and all that. So, anyways, uh, so all I right. can't well, with that. And we have one email that sort of um, is directed at him or for him. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, it comes kind of something like, you know, oh, it was correcting. Uh, Pole man to stop saying soaring. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's it's soaring. <laughs> yeah. I answered the guy. I from the iPhone last night at school. Mm-hmm. I was I was checking my mail and I said, hey, you know, I fell into that trap when it first opened. I kept saying soaring, but you know, ten years later, and the guy actually works there. This is yeah. This is the yeah. guy that uh, <laughs> uh, Michael from uh, yeah, Washington yeah, yeah. State. Okay. But we're talking about yeah. a, a person who's in a department that. What do you what, what what you might say relies on a person's ability to observe and and report accurately? <laughs> exactly. Yes, correct. And he's worked there how many years now? And he doesn't know. What or is apparently doesn't know or is a slip of the tongue the title to a major attraction? So. Is is this twenty seven years? Um, it might be. Yeah, or twenty eight. That's a long time. Uh, nineteen eighty two. Ah, so twenty seven. Okay. That is a long time. That's almost gold watch time. They don't do that kind of stuff anymore. Okay. Well, I don't know if Disney does, but you know, in general, you write, you remember your parents, uh, you work, you know, for somebody for 20 years and they give you a watch and <laughs> see it. Nobody does that anymore. It's rare. You saw it. We get it, Bernie's. My dad worked hard for 20 years and all they did was give him more work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, anyway, you've got some voicemails. Yes. Play. Okay. So, we've plenty of folks have responded from my. To my plea for calling the DF poop line, um, so uh, of ten, so have we got a lot of crap? <laughs> a little bit of crap, but uh, ten. Oh, oh, before you go there, because I don't want to forget, did you get the email about our latest post, the uh, video for Halloween? No. Which we apologize is a year late because <laughs> pole man or shaft. Uh, <laughs> It isn't always um, timely with his editing, which you know might mean we need to put that in somebody else's hands. But oh. I digress for the moment. Um, what it, it 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 said that it uh, okay. Thanks for going to knots. Finally got the, this is from John. The what? funny thing is, his email is a different name, and I actually responded back to the wrong name once because his email is like Tim T. Uh, okay. His name's John. But anyways, thanks for going to Knott's. Finally got uh, to see what I was missing. Looked very unorganized. Was it fun? Was the video stopping on purpose or just my was just my feedback? Hear the music and voices, but some scenes would, scenes would stop. A bit hard to follow, but got the gist of it. Heard Universal's better, but no filming. Hope all is well for you. Been on IMW. Love the Tony Rigatoni commercials. Uh, good trivia. Blah, blah, blah. Thank you. You know, so I, I I 
wrote them back that I actually thought Knotts was better, but I haven't been to Universal pr- probably for 10 or 15 years. Uh, and I don't know if I told him that that video was also a year old because I don't, I don't know if Richard has that on the titles. I don't actually know if I saw the final version because I, I, I gave him editing question or carte blanche comments, you know, oh. well, yes, yes, we did. Right. Put it out, but then he showed it to me. So, you know, if you're going to show it to me and ask for questions, I'm going to give you comments. Right. So I did. So I don't know if he really did anything about those and I haven't actually watched it myself in our feed. So I will have to check well, that out. And I, I thought you, you know, you could check that out also. I, okay. Yeah. Um, if you go to the website, micecast.com, and the video has been converted to Flash, and you can watch it right there on the site without you know, the buffering download issue. Well, but, see, but if you but click if it, you, download it, it should run smooth as well. I mean, well, what I was gonna say is, um, if you were if you're using iTunes, it should just download. Correct. And you should be able to watch it. And what what did you name it, by the way? The actual file name is MC Hello Two Thousand. Uh, no, 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 no. I, I'm looking at. Um, maybe I need to update the. Because uh, you have not listened. Oh, <laughs> that's an updated lately because I haven't listened lately. I don't want to start it and you know potentially give us uh, no uh, problems with our feed. But I, I I'll watch it on mine and see what happens. I so it sounds like the only comment so far. Um, okay. I haven't checked stats. Yeah. So anyway, we we should just you know double take a double check on it, make sure that the the file uploaded properly, or there's no you know problems with it. Okay. All right. So I'm sorry. Back to that's okay. Via poop line. All right. So yes, ten ten voicemails from miscellaneous people. Couple people left more than one. Um, so. Let me just uh, start with the first one here, and it's from a good friend of ours. We don't have that many, so it's... Yeah, well, here, listen. Hey, my cast crew, this is Nate from the Woodway Radio Podcast, and I was just calling you here on my car phone, which is uh, still legal in the uh, great state of Missouri, where we still have individual freedom. But I just wanted to call and comment on your Mesa Verde Times uh, episode. And I thought that was really interesting. Um, Richard at one point mentioned that um, uh, if he could pick any rides uh, that he would like to, you know, walk through and see up close, uh, he said the uh, great movie ride. And I actually did that one time, not during the not during the uh, operating hours, but probably a lot like uh, Greg and Richard in that uh, being able to walk around after dark as I worked at the sci-fi right next door. A couple of times, me and a few other people decided to walk through there. And one time I was with my manager, so it was was totally cool. But it's interesting to see, you know, first off, how short most of those audio animatronics are. Most of them are basically like waist high. And then um, actually seeing the plane from Casablanca was pretty interesting in that it is, very tiny, and I, you know, I wish I would have looked to see where it came from, where it was made, because of that, uh, that rumor that it was the actual plane used from the, uh, uh, movie is completely not true, but just wanted to let you guys know, maybe you can do a show, you know, 
around this, around what attractions you've walked through and some of the interesting things that you guys have found when you did that. I know I did that a few times. Um, I've got a pretty cool story about in a great movie ride during operations one time when we were in there. But um, I will talk to you guys later. Have a great show. Thanks, and enjoy your day. Well, thanks, Nate. Thanks, Nate. <laughs> now, we, we should comment. Uh, I don't know, you know, living in misery is a... Uh, still have your uh, personal freedoms. That's nice. Is, is a freedom I don't think I would want. Uh, having <laughs> had fam- I have family who actually come from there and have visited Northeast uh, misery. It's um, no big thing to get excited about. But we should also clear up. It is still legal to use a cell phone in your car. It just it has to be hands free. Free. And you know what I love about that whole hands free thing is, other than the governor's wife being caught twice now by I think TMZ on her cell phone. Um, Have you seen? And, go ahead. Go ahead. No. no, I was gonna say what makes okay. This is really stupid. Okay, she's she was caught the first time. Arnold says he'll take care of it. She's caught the second time, and she might have actually been texting the second time. And she decides to donate her phone to charity. Now, what kind of stupid what, ass idea is that? What charity wants just, to use cell phones? Well, well, there actually, believe it or not, there are a lot of charities uh, like battered women, stuff like that. Uh, they collect cell phones, old cell phones. They refurbish them, give them to uh, people who might not have them, so they, you know, can get emergency I, help. That kind I of guess thing. so. No, I know, so. I know for sure because I, our old, one of my old offices was involved in that and was always asking. Um, or things like that. But uh, regardless, you would think a person of that stature doesn't mean they're, they're more bright or anything, could get a Bluetooth or uh, some kind or of have something installed, thing installed in the car. In the car. Yeah. yeah. It sounds more like to me power and politics and people who think they're above the law. Well, uh, and have you noticed that it's got kind of relaxed here since the, the fervor of it is. I was going to say, I've yet to see. <laughs> I see people all the time talking on their cell phones. Oh, you know, well, I was going to say, here, here's, here, well, that, that's exactly what I'm saying. This does not make sense. The law is hands-free. That doesn't mean don't hold it to your ear, but hold it out in front of you and use the uh, speakerphone. Yeah, no. It, your, your hand is still holding it. That doesn't qualify either, yes. Yeah, on, on the BMW, I've got a nice area in the dash. I could just set my phone right there, and it kind of points at me. Um now, I hope so it doesn't fall air. off. No, it won't because it, the way it's got a recessed dash, it won't. Now, the Magnum, I didn't have that luxury because it had the round dials. Um, uh, so, but anyways, now I've got a, you know, I don't have a, I bought a real cheap hands-free thing and it was, it's, I don't like it. So I just use it. The iPhone comes with a little like, you know, headphone one, but you're only supposed to have one headphone in. You, know, you can't have both. Uh, I, I hate the whole law though because... It's distracted driving, which there was always already a laws a, for it. Distracted yes. driving laws, which you could pull someone over for if you felt they were distracted. I was behind two old ladies one day on the freeway. They're cruising along at about fifty, looking more at each other than they are where they're going. There was no phone in the car that I know of. There was no food involved, which is also another distraction. There was no radio tuning. These are just two old biddies barking at each other. <laughs> what do you suppose they're right? talking about? Were they gossiping? <laughs> oh, I'm <laughs> sure they were funny. gossiping. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's that's kind of funny, but uh, who knows? all right. Do you want to comment on his uh, walk through an attraction? I got nothing for that. Well, I know you do, Richard. And I have. You know, here's the problem. I've walked through every attraction that was open when I worked there. 
or you know was still operating or non operating. I don't. I haven't done anything at DCA. I could fill up a gazillion shows with what I've seen. So could Richard. Um, and I think we have talked about it. I think it's not a bad idea. Um, it kind of would be more like send us your request of what ride you want to know more about on the inside and let us talk about that. Because uh, anything in Disneyland that was open in 1997 and back, I'm good. Anything newer than that. Not so good. There's not a whole lot newer than that at, at Disneyland, actually. Um, interventions, but I've been in the building. Uh, you I don't know, think there's much backstage area for interventions. No, there's not. I, I kind of wonder now about the old uh, area below it, uh, the sound room and stuff, uh, if anything has changed down there. But, you know, those those are geeky things more, more so. All right. So, yeah, I, not a bad thought. I'd like to hear more about his, you know, going through the great, great movie ride or great movie ride. Yeah. Um, great moments in American cinema, cinema history. Is that what you're <laughs> yeah. about to say? Something like that. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to hear the next one? Well, I think that's what the show's all about. Oh, okay. All right. Here we go. Oh, no, no. That's a bad one. Where is it? Okay, I have to say, go. I've not heard any of these yet. So these are. Correct. They're all, they're all new to you. Hang on. Yeah. Here, here's the next one. Good afternoon, Mike, Greg, and Shaft. I just wanted to tell you, I just love your shows. The last two that were posted on the um, iTunes was fabulous. I love it when you guys get to ranting and carrying on. And thank you, Mike, for explaining why you're always such a shithead to poor Shaft. But I guess after 30 years, you're entitled to that, just like having another brother. Um, I enjoy the show, and thank you. I was just wondering if either of you... Are any of you are going to be in the park on December, or not December, but November 22nd or the 23rd, because I'm flying into California. I only get to go out once a year to see my family, and I would really like to meet you guys. Um, thank you for great shows. You make my afternoons at work wonderful. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. Wow. Cool email. Yeah. Um, voicemail, right? Or voice. I think she's got you and I mixed yeah, up. Yeah, I was about to say... <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, uh, yeah. I could be in the park. Why don't you send me your picture first? No, yeah. no. oh no, you were there. Okay, um. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's, <laughs> that's gonna be right before Her- um, uh, Thanksgiving, right? What's yes, the twenty second? I think is a Sunday. Twenty third is a Monday. You know, currently uh, right now, I have nothing but time <laughs> on my hands because I am still unemployed. Uh, um, now the thing about Google Voice here is it gives me the phone number and the area. That these, that these phone that's numbers it. are assigned to. Uh-huh. So this, that's person called from Carlisle, Pennsylvania. Really? Now, yeah. okay. I'm curious because I have been to Penn uh, where Carlisle, Pennsylvania is. So I'm going know. to... You're going to fire up the googly maps? Uh, no, I'm just going to file uh, up googly and uh, what you say? What was it again? Carlisle. What? C-A-R-L-I-S-L-E. Oh, it's, it's the other Carlisle. That's like Belinda Carlisle. Uh, Carlisle Barracks. Oh, my so, my, so, my uh, maternal grandmother was a Carlisle. Carlisle's in the south. That's down by Harrisburg. So uh, it's south la, central la, la, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania Turnpike Carlisle Air. Wow, they got an airport. They yeah. gotta be somebody. All right, let's see. Um, okay, there's Harrisburg. You are correct. 
Now, did I drive by here by accident? Wow, that the terrain there looks pretty interesting. Well, at Harrisburg it. International Airport. Did you head? Did you head uh, west from Harrisburg? Uh I went to York, right out of. Uh, see, yeah, because I flew into Harrisburg, I believe. Uh, see, there's oh. Pittsburgh. Did I wait? Yeah, there's Allentown. There's yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we uh, uh, there's Reading for the you know Reading. Monopoly. Or Reading from the Monopoly board. Uh, the Reading see. Railroad. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was hoping to hit big maybe on the Monopoly thing at uh, Max, but not happening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you there. <laughs> uh, hey, you know, I'm, I'm kind of desperate for um, yeah, anything. I've been to some of these places over here Bird in Hand, Paradise, Strasbourg, Lancaster. Bird in Hand? Yeah. Uh, to the. East, to the east of Lancaster is a town called Bird in Hand. You gotta love the names. Yeah. In the there's, east. there's another there's another uh, town called Cross Keys that used to be called Intercourse, <laughs> and they changed their name to Cross I, Keys. I, I, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I uh, isn't Intercourse close to um, what's the other big? Um, it's Amish country. Yeah. What What's the other big Amish uh, place? Bird in Hand was one. Strasburg, Bird in Hand, Paradise. No, it's not. It's 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 freaking freaking. I can't remember. King of Prussia is one that cracked me up too. But so King of Prussia is a that's suburb. That's suburb of Pennsylvania. I, I know. It's just a, it's just a big. You know, King of Prussia. I mean, it's the, I don't know. That, Lancaster. When, Lancaster. That's what I was saying. Oh, okay. Well, Lancaster's uh, like where the you know the English live, right? Because the Amish call everybody that's not them English. Uh, Lancaster's like a real town, and then out in the countryside yeah, around but it. Is, is, yeah, you, Lancaster's known as an area. Uh, I think it became more English later. I don't know. But we drove through Lancaster on our way sometimes to uh, uh, Philly because, yeah, York is south of, uh, of Harrisburg. So we probably wouldn't have been up by Carlisle because – we kind of positioned ourselves where, you know, we could go one way to Gettysburg, the other way to Pennsylvania, and then go south down into D.C. So I don't think I got over to uh, to that area. But cool anyways. Yeah, that's... Uh, uh, oh, she, she left us another voicemail with her actual, with her name in it. Oh. So should we play that one? Uh, uh, yeah, go okay. ahead and uh, skip on... Free. I don't know if I wanted to, if you wanted to do them in order, or if you wanted to. Uh, well, since these are connected, I I got out of my calendar though. I was going to see. She said the twenty second, twenty third. Yes. Well, twenty third, I'm teaching at night. Here's the next one. Good afternoon, gentlemen. This is Dee from the crappy state of Pennsylvania, <laughs> and I just want you to know that you make my Monday mornings or whatever day, days you guys like to post your podcast that much more enjoyable. I sit there with my headphones on and just laugh at you guys. But I do owe Mike an apology. Last week I left a message stating that I don't like the way you guys talk to Shaft because you make him Greg sounds like a shithead. But after listening to it over and over, you guys really do have a great camaraderie with each other and just keep up the good work. Thank you. There. So that's D. Yeah, well, I don't... Take anything personal that D or anybody else has said. I, I know Richards. I'm a shithead to Richard sometimes, but he needs it. He needs to be bitch slapped. That, that's right. Uh, what, what they don't know is what goes, you know, on 
when the, the mics are off and we're listening to all this bull crap, we're like, come oh, on, no. you know, and you, you think you hear some bull crap on the, the air, you should hear what we hear off. Yeah. But he's still a great guy, great friend, he'll do anything for you. I wouldn't trade him in for anybody else, but, you know, it, uh, everybody has their unique personality, and I'm a little more abrasive. So what what those people don't remember, and you never even probably met this Greg, Mike, What's was uh, the high school Greg. The, the prior, let's, say, let's put it this way, the pre-Air Force Greg. Okay. Was, uh, you know, not that interested in uh, education, was into my sports, my photography. And if Richard said, well, you know, the earth is flat and I can prove it because of this, I might have went, oh, okay, yeah, whatever, you know. He, you know, he's into <laughs> science. He's, you know, um, he, he was the guy that was into all these things. You know, you, he seemed like a smart guy. He's the guy that's trying to build his laser rifle in his living in you know, <laughs> bedroom and, you know, his, his, his own big screen TV. His big screen TV. <laughs> so, you know, he, he is kind of like the guys on, um, uh, what's that show right now? Um, you're not talking big bang, big bang. Oh yeah. Except those guys all have education yeah, and PhDs at the ass. Yeah. <laughs> Richard's problem was he's, I don't know, don't know why either, but he stopped like I did at, at uh, junior college or community college. I stopped because one, I went into the air force and, you know, went back to community college and couldn't afford to go to the big college. Cause I got a mortgage and kids and, you know, just chose a different path, but he really had no excuses. He makes excuses today why he didn't take his Air Force Academy um, uh, scholarship, which I never heard of at the time. I'm, you know, he's like re-educating me because I don't remember ever hearing this back then. I would that would have been a big deal. I would have been saying, "Go, go, go!" You know, why would you turn down something like that? You know, I talk about turning down my USC one, but it was only for five thousand dollars, and it cost twenty thousand to go. Yeah, and, that's not a scholarship. That's a discount on your tuition. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> not, I, and, a scholarship and I, pays for just about everything. Right. And I was yeah. always told that and, – and see, this is my naiveness. You know, I, I pretty much believed what people said. I had a big trust in people, which I don't as much today. Um, sometimes I, I'm a little too trustworthy. But uh, my naivety, you know, growing up without a father, he died at tw- you know when I was 12. So all I had was the women, the grandmothers and the moms. So um, – I, I bought into people who told me you'll never get, you know, financial aid because your mom owns her house. You know, you, you yeah. on paper have too much money. Well, now I've known all kinds of people who still owe, you know, their colleges or have never paid their colleges back who, who had jobs and, you know, still get all this money to go to school. Now they come out of school and major debt and probably won't yeah. work no, five to ten years know, to pay that shit I off. I know about that. <laughs> exactly. See what I mean? Yeah. So, um you know, would I wind the clock back and do it different? Who knows? That makes you a totally different person. It's like those, you know, well, if I would only married that person, well, then your kids would be different. You know, yes, or you wouldn't have them or. Yeah, well, that, that was a great Disney movie. It, it didn't make it that well, but the one with uh, Belushi's brother, Jim Belushi. Or is it Jim? Yeah, Jim Belushi. And, uh, you know, he wanted this other life. Well, somehow he goes back in time, right? And he marries the girl he wish he had. Yeah, I know what movie that is. Yeah, remember that that was filmed in uh, the old back lot, or some of it was. It filmed in the old back lot at Disney. Um, I can't remember what it was. Mr. Wonderful? Was it Mr. Wonderful? No. (sighs) I don't know. Oh, no. See, now I got to freaking go to diet. But so anyways, you know, the prior, you know, the pre-Air Force Greg was not a gullible guy, but a trusting guy. You know, a guy just happy-go-lucky, you know, want the work and... um, 
you know, would buy crap that Richard would say. Then find it out later after I was in the Air Force, you had to start kind of really standing up for yourself in the service. You get trampled all over, right? So I started to get a little more interested in knowledge and things and started to read a little bit. When we met out at Disney World in 86, he was like, it started then. He was telling me some story about something. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. That doesn't sound right. I've read this, you know, the opposite way. And he was getting all flustered that I was challenging. I never challenged him on things like that. I might challenge him on photography, you know, stuff that I really knew, the sports, but never in science. And he didn't like getting challenged. And I found that over time, he doesn't really like getting challenged. And he'll start to stammer and stutter, mm. you know. And he reads a lot. Well, what he does do is reads a lot. But, you know, one article out of uh, Popular Science. Sure does not give you a balanced view, <laughs> yes. You know, so... Anyways, you know, I, I can't fault him for wanting to read. The what I'm still curious about how he knows all the porn names and he says he just reads. <laughs> Mr. Destiny. Yeah, uh, Mr. Destiny, that was it, yeah. So Dude, this guy's made a shit ton of movies. So I was Mr. Mellow back then. I'm not so much anymore. You know, I like um, not that I couldn't get, you know, I, I tend when I was a freshman hung around with seniors, didn't have too many friends my own age at the time. But I always tended to get along with people who were a little elder to me, but I was a quiet guy, you know, you know, your, your quarterback just got took out. I couldn't help but smile. Hey, I'm having fun out here, right? Well, why didn't you block that guy? Wasn't my assignment, not my fault. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just, you know, just the way I was. I win, lose, you know, I can't, I hated to lose, but I just had fun being on the field and playing. And um, that, that's the difference between, you know, people who, make it big in sports and people who just like to play. You know, I uh, probably know more about the sport now than I did then. Was pretty good at baseball, played four years of varsity at a small school. But, you know, I wasn't so into it that I was going to go out and work out every day so I could go to the pros. But would I love to come to the pros? Sure. sure. I Maybe. But I wasn't that into it, you know. And I see that now. You know, I go take pictures of the kids' football, and I'm on the sideline. And I walk up and I see this this coach, an assistant coach, who I coached with in Junior All-American. And I knew he was intense. His son just graduated last year, was the quarterback on varsity. His younger son's not playing. So he's still helping out in Junior Varsity. I say, hey, Rich, how's it going? Pretty good. We started like two words and then something happened on the field. He, he didn't even know I was there. You know. Instantly back into, you know, screaming and yelling. He's just like an assistant coach, you know. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you know, this is a person who probably knows the stats from high school to pros and all the sports and just is so wrapped up in it. It's just like his life. And, you know, everybody's got to have, have their, their passion, you know. He's a great guy. He's a nice guy. His wife's really nice. But I just couldn't believe how easily he could turn off a conversation on the sideline because, you know, Something just happened on the field. I mean, it's just, you know, some of the other coaches don't. They'll, you know, chit-chat and, you know, it's high school sports. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's not modern day, you know. It's not any of these feeder schools for USC. Oh, my gosh, modern day. <laughs> I caught a modern day and uh, Orange Lutheran game. Oh, that was the game high, a couple weeks ago. High-end channels. I'm just going. I thought, oh, that looks like a college game. A college game on Wednesday night or Thursday night. No, whenever. that was the high. That was the big game in Southern California a while back. And it was, and it was at Orange Coast College. I was looking at the field, and I knew that both both Orange Lutheran and a modern day both have the new high-tech 
grass or fake grass fields. Field turf, yeah. I don't, I don't want to call them astral turf. It's not astral turf. Field so. turf, it's called, yes. It's right. Our two, they redid two fields in our district, and they're like that. And they are very nice, but they get super hot in the summer and, you know, the and good they, hot day. And they water them down, yes. Yeah, but anyways, they're playing. I'm like, okay, it's at Orange Coast College. I, I kept seeing the pirate on the field. I'm like, what the f- It's Orange Coast. But a really good game. I thought it was, these kids are big. Yeah. They're, yeah, I'm thinking, I'd watch how our, our kids, we're a Division One school, but we don't play like a Division One school. And I'm watching these kids play. I'm like, oh my God, and it was close. Orange Lutheran beat them in the beat last, modern day, yeah. now, last seconds of the game. It was great. Now, you know that, uh, you know, modern day Orange Lutheran, Servite, they all produce big, you know, big name college players, right? Oh, yeah. See, let's see. The freshman starter on USC was right. the varsity starter at modern day last year. Modern day, yes. The starter at uh, Notre Dame, Orange Lutheran, right? Okay, don't get too excited about that because um, <laughs> just Notre Dame hasn't had a tradition or a team in, what, 10, 15 no, years? No, well, they've had their struggles, but I'm just saying Notre Dame. No, I know a, what you mean. You know, there's kind of a funny, the Lutheran went to the Catholic the school. school. Yes, because they had the money, right? Exactly. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Free college. <laughs> Who cares? Okay, how many non-Catholics are playing at Modern Day because they're good? Oh, please. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. We got we some have, more. We have more. Oh yeah, we got plenty. Okay. Um, let's see. Who shall? Okay, we'll I'm just kind of looking at this map of Pennsylvania. Going. <sighs> I don't think I'll be traveling again for a while. It was very depressing. All right. Here's a uh, here's an international entry. Oh. Hey guys, this is uh, Thomas, uh, East York Disney fan. Yeah, it's the 13 time holder of the DF hat. Um, maybe I shouldn't be proud of it, but who cares? Anyway, uh, I'm just uh, calling in, one, probably to give you a voicemail. Uh, and uh, two, I'm just wondering, what do you guys think about um, stuff like the uh, Night of Joy um, taking up time in the Magic Kingdom when, you know, like, uh, it's sort of something that, you know, like, not a lot of people may enjoy it necessarily, you know, it's like, it's, you know, sort of just, you know, like people like Christian Rock, but, you know, like, what about, like, people who don't want to hear it, you know? Don't go. And, you know, like, it sort of takes up time that people would rather spend in Magic Kingdom. Or, you know, I mean, even, even you know, like, just them having the Halloween parties then, too, is too bad. You know, like, at least people, at least more people enjoy Halloween. Anyway, bye. You know, I, we, I believe, got that as an email, too, and I wanted to talk about it. I remember seeing it. And um, my thoughts were kind of the same. Don't go. Or go and don't listen to the band. But I'll say, what if you don't know that it's Night of Joy when you show up? Just like someone who okay. shows up it, to, you know, it, gay days. and it's a, Okay, different thing about Night of Joy. It's a private ticketed party. Is it's it? A ticketed, okay. It's a ticketed party. So you're not going to show up and just wander in. Now, Disneyland used to run two of these. One was called Night of Joy, and I can't remember what the other one was called. Um but, you know, Christian bands were there. And it's not to say that only Christians were there. People um, sell tickets to their friends, find out there's private parties. They know the crowds are a lot less at private parties, especially when there's a band at every stage. And people are all watching the bands. A lot of the rides are very light, easy to get on, walk on. Well, how about how about the music that you don't know what it is until you stand there and start listening or something, you know? Well, you know, the funny thing about that, I used to uh, DJ at Roller Rinks. And I only DJed on Christian roller skating nights. And when I started dating my wife, who was Catholic, and all her cousins and friends were all Catholic, I was, you know, the one non-Catholic uh, in the group. So much so, for that. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what, what I what I they all at the time we were roller skating a lot. Um, none of them were very good. I was the only one that. I, I mean, I'm not patting myself on the back. I was the only one that was decent at skating. Could skate backwards. I was gonna say, you just skate backwards. <laughs> I could skate backwards. I could do the splits. I could do a bunch of different you know <laughs> things on on my skates. But, uh, so he said, oh, let's go over to Fountain Valley Skate, whatever it's called. Uh, I happened to know that it was Christian night. My wife knew was and was keeping, or soon-to-be wife, was keeping her mouth shut. Because she knew that probably the others would just instantly say no if you said that's what you were going to. Funny thing how these Catholics don't want to hear Christian music. <sighs> it's funny about that. Yeah. But, you know, we won't go there. Um it took them about halfway through the night before someone said, hey, I've never heard this music before. It's good. It's got a beep, but what is this? Yeah. So this is, you know, this is uh, Christian night. Oh. Because right. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I, I say this with all sincerity. A lot of Catholics I know in the circle of Catholics I know don't consider themselves Christian. They consider themselves Catholic, Catholic yes. first. And... Christian kind of secondary. <laughs> so, anyways, it was funny one time I was at I. I won't get into why the the, the wife hasn't been to church in a while. Uh, at least it's my version or my my guess, not what she admits to. Um, you know, the term "born again" has been used pejoratively a lot, right? Yes. Uh, born again Christians, those fundamentalists. One day, the uh, the priest who's pretty hip, I gotta say, uh, at this parish, says, um, "How many of you?" born again i'm like Whoa, what's this guy saying this is a catholic church he could, you know he could get strung up here you know this you, is worse and you than, raised your hand right well wait, wait this is worse than being a you know a, a child molester in a catholic church how dare you say this right <laughs> <laughs> so yeah of course i raised my hand there's a few stragglers and he's like you know kind of like what's wrong with you people you all have to be born again but that's not really taught in the the catholic church no knows. And those words and those kind of terms. but So it was kind of funny. But back to Night of Joy. Night of Joy is not taken away from any park time. It's there. I'm, I'm pretty sure, now Earl and some others could probably correct me, that Night of Joy is run on a night that the Magic Kingdom is closed early because there's another late park. You know, we've talked about this, how the, the, um, the park closing times kind of rotate, right? They'll have maybe the late night for the the resort members or but not all of them are all open late every night right no not like they used to be right been a complaint of mine not like they used to be so i don't think the night of joy is really cutting into anything and it's a separate ticketed event and quite frankly if i was in town and i didn't like christian music i might buy the ticket anyways <coughs> if i knew enough because the <coughs> the park isn't at least it wasn't here at disneyland as crowded for the rides very crowded at the uh the bands, you know, at the the, the stages, very crowded. Uh, so, well, it makes you wonder why why they why they have the event and have rides open if it seems to be a. I mean, obviously they make a money on it, right? Well, they're making money, and there are people on the rides. So, I mean, don't get me wrong; it's not like you know you every five boats on the the pirates has got somebody in it. It's just not like it would be any other night, you know. Uh, private parties were always one of my favorite times to go. Uh, because you know we go or to the mixins fire- even mixins we go to the firemen's night because we have firemen in the family uh, and it was great it wasn't real crowded um, and now I've heard Earl and some I think it was Earl say that uh, some of the worst nights they've had at the Magic Kingdom or wherever they do Night of Joy 
is on the night of joy that you know these Christians are a bunch of like you know radicals and uh, you know causing problems. I'm like, well, for one, you don't know that they're all Christians. Not to say that they're not or that Christians never do anything stupid because they do that kind of stuff all the time. But just like when we used to have Mormon night at Knotts, and we thought we'd not we wouldn't sell any soda. <laughs> and you would have thought we, we were like having a run on soda. But I've been corrected on that. Now, if we have any, any Mormons in our audience, maybe they can correct us. It's not caffeine, I think. It's another substance that's in coffee and some other things. So it's not necessarily the caffeine they don't have. It just happens to be related. Uh, I thought it was you know? caffeine. Huh? I, I thought it was too. And this, my, uh, my, my sister-in-law used to date a Mormon, and he was giving us the gist on it one day and I, I don't remember the details but I don't think it really matters to this conversation but no, no it doesn't um, I think he, East York uh, Disney fan either one sounds like he's got an angst towards Christian music or Christians or religion I don't know I'm making a guess here but you know I I don't think it's taken away from any other time that you could get in the park they're not like closing the park all day during the day it's a night event and it's usually like at, at Disneyland, it was a four or five hour event. Uh, it's not real long. Uh, so I, don't, I really don't know what the hang up is. I wish they still ran them at Disneyland. They pretty much cut almost all private parties out at Disneyland, unless you're Haven't Hannah they, Montana. Yeah, they, they have. They have. Yeah. Unless you're Hannah Montana, you, <laughs> you, nobody really gets private parties anymore. Maybe He's, employees at Christmas time, the Disney family well, Christmas the, parties the, at the beginning the of December. Disney family Christmas party. Uh, I mean, we went to. Uh, private parties kind of changed when I was there. They used to be the whole park, and then it got to be like these little boutique ones. Just well, land. Yeah, we're just doing New Orleans Square, and they're doing nice uh, food service, like kind of like catered food service versus a restaurant being open. You know, along the walkway by um, uh, uh, that middle food place. I always forget cafe. That one. Uh, the sandwich place now, right? French yeah, French yeah. market. No, no, well, it's, no, no, no it's, it's a sit down now. Not French Market. The Cafe, Cafe Orleans, then. Um, and they started to go to limited parties, and there were still big parties, but um, yeah, I, I just don't know why. Uh, I, I know there was there was a little flap when some parties misrepresented who they were. It happened, I believe, it was the gay party uh, where they didn't announce what they really were. If I remember right, I could be wrong. Now they just plan their own, you know, gay day during the day. Show up during the day, yeah. and, which is what anybody really could do. Uh, but I, I was surprised that Florida was still doing them. Obviously there's still a market for them and maybe out here there's not a market. Knott's used to do them all the time too. Um, and I mean, Knott's used to have an operating church in the park, which when yeah. they sold to Cedar Fair got moved real quick. But, uh, you know, in fact, Knotts, <laughs> that was funny. Knotts went to doing it on New Year's Eve because they'd had a couple rave parties <laughs> that didn't go so well for the park. A couple of rave? But, yeah, yeah. They had like some rave nights on New Year's Eve and tore the park up. And they went back to having their Christian night on New Year's Eve instead because the, the crowd was much more in control of themselves than the rave parties. Interesting. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I I'm I have no problem with them. I happen to be Christian, uh, so I don't see that big of a deal. But I also look at it from the um, the other point. If the park's closed and they want to rent it out as a party, it's not affecting you as a person who's there. It wasn't going to be open anyways. 
Or is it like the Halloween party where they shut down a little early? It, even at that, is it killing you? There's no, other, no. Yeah, you, you have the option of, yeah, like you said at the very beginning, you have the option of buying and enjoying it, or doing something else. Yeah, so it's not like they're forced. Mm. Let's say it's not like you're going to go into the Magic Kingdom one day, and and all the outdoor entertainment venues, which there is, what one in <laughs> Tomorrowland. There's not a lot of outdoor. Well, Magic Kingdom, Walt Disney World, right? One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there used to be two, but now it's a Chuck E. Cheese uh, show. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I guess you could say three in front of the castle, and they yeah, could set but... up. <laughs> you could set up wherever. Remember at um, at Disneyland in the Small World Mall area, uh, before Toontown went in, and before they had yes. uh, Videopolis, they used to set up temporary stages yes, down in the Small yes. World Mall. In fact, I saw Daryl Mansfield band down there once. Ooh, it was, it was pretty good. But so you could sit up temporary stages easy. In fact, they used to do one before my night of joy, or my, not my night of joy, my grad night. They set up a temporary stage on the Rivers of America. You know, kind of now would look like what where Fantasmic is. They set up a temporary stage out there. And uh, who was it? It wasn't Miami Sound Machine. Grand Nights, they usually have real, you know, big name entertainment. God, I can't remember who it was at the moment, but it was kind of like a uh, Miami Sound Machine. They were known at the time. I can't see wind. Remember who? Sea wind? No. Oh, okay. Anyway, so they were kind of like a Miami Sound Machine kind of sound. Okay. Um, and there, there's some other no bands there tonight. Yeah, you, you will. Oh, excuse me. That Coke is coming back. I've had my first caffeine in like two days. Uh, and I've been starving for caffeine, so. You're so far along. Why didn't you just keep? Why don't you just stick with it? No, no, it's not that. It's I'm cutting back. Yes, but I had to do. I was going to the um, radiologist to have some tests, and they, I couldn't have caffeine 24 hours before I had a test because they don't want it to mess up the test. Uh huh. Then the first day I was there, I passed out, and they thought I was having seizures. I wasn't. I just passed out. So then they kind of closely guarded me. So then they put off the radiology test where they inject you with this, I don't know, nuclear material or something that you know, gets, gets around your heart and they can take pictures of it and all that, right? I'm just so, thinking of the right stuff. Yeah, exactly. No, no nothing up to pooter. No, no, no hold pooter it stuff. in, hold it in, hold yeah. it in, yeah. <laughs> no, none of that stuff. None of hands uh, shaky. What's this for? Uh, we really can't tell you. Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> yeah, no, none of those. It was... Uh, Kind of a weird machine. In fact, I was sitting there waiting to get the IV, and this happened shortly after the IV. They hadn't injected me with this stuff yet. This old lady walks by the room. I'm getting ready to go in. That bad machine. I hate that machine. I'm like, oh, Fuck, that's where I'm going. Great. It's it's like an sort of like an MRI. There's a, this this camera, Dude, big I'll, flat the- panels, and they 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 slide the table under it, and then the, these big flat panels kind of rotate around you very slowly. You have to lay there for 18 minutes. Still, guys, it's not, you don't have to hold your breath, obviously, 18 minutes. Just don't move around. Either it will, since you're moving, it will stop and start over, or the pictures will be bad. You know, blurry, yeah. yeah, but they have to inject you with this stuff that takes 45 minutes to get through your system and around your heart before they can do it. So inject you, wait. Go do this, then wait, then go do the treadmill, inject you again. While you're doing the treadmill and they're trying to get your heart going as hard as it can, right? And then back over there to take pictures of it going. And then they're like, okay, now you can have something to eat. So they have cookies, they have, you know, orange juice, they got all kinds of stuff to get you, you know, kind of pumped up again. But what is this for? Are you are you displaying signs of 
heart disease or something or what? No, no, no. Just precautionary stuff. Okay. So. All right. Well, uh, I we have a we have a voicemail that's kind of blowing smoke up your ass. No, I like those. All right, hang on. (laughs) Hey guys, I listen to your show all the time. I really enjoy all your great shows that you have. I enjoy all the DPN. I get by a lot at work by listening to your shows. Um, I just wanted to thank you all. Goodbye. Now I'm okay. noticing that uh, okay. I think we're two first, to one female to male now. We're first. You know, you're, you're you're welcome, right? Yeah. <laughs> thank you for yes, calling. Leave, thank you for calling voicemail. She didn't leave her name. All I, know I think is, we I think we've moved to the south now by her accent. Yes, just, Richmond, just a guess. Richmond, Kentucky. Kentucky. I've been to Kentucky once. So on, pur- on purpose too. So no, I'm sorry. I didn't go to. I was in Tennessee. Tennessee, same here. No, no cigar. No, Kentucky for me. But so thanks, uh, even though you didn't leave your name. Yeah, th- you know, you know what I think I've noticed. There's a theme in most of these, except for the guy who hated Night of Joy. Um, we all get them through work, so they they must not. Their, their jobs seem to be boring, or at least they're they insinuate. I'm infer. I see. Yeah, I'm inferring. Is that right? Always implying Something for like you know, that. Yeah, you know, Weird Al hates it when people get those mixed up, uh, at least according to one of his songs. Uh, so it sounds like we're helping people. We're, we're doing a public it's interest. A public here. service, yes. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's see. We got... Um, oh, here's some. Here's one from Brian, our, our buddy, uh, the Army dude. Oh, yeah, we like Brian. But almost said Big Brian, wrong Brian. No, Big Brian, Big Brian has left us three voicemails for a total oh. of... Uh, like. Eight minutes worth of talking. So. All right. Well, Brian, All right, I'll, I'll do, we'll do Brian. Brian first. Here you go. Hey, guys. This is uh, Brian or Sergeant Brian, uh, N-O-T-L, Wimp, that guy. Um, check it out. Hey, if I buy you guys a can of Ray, will you kill that fucking cricket, please? Give me a headache. <laughs> hey, Thanks man, a lot you notice you're not here Lock crap. Have a nice day. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Um, I was sitting out here. I'm doing a little side work, a little 3D modeling drawing. Uh, and they were driving, there was two of them. They were driving me insane. They're coming from two different directions, just echoing. So I went to the web to look, to see how to kill them. There's not a lot of information. There's a lot of really, there's like a wiki for everything. <laughs> but not, um, but not cricket eradication. No, 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 no. There was a wiki for like crickets, like wiki cricket or wiki, wiki answers. You know, I actually think a 10 year old wrote the answer because that's the way it was written. It sounded like a 10 year old wrote it. Um, and you know, a lot of them say capture versus kill. I'm sure there's a reason. Uh, Using for bait, I guess. Well, if my son still had a lizard, that experiment didn't work well twice. Um, I would, yeah, I would try to catch him and I would throw him in the lizard cage. But that's not happening. Now I have put some. Uh, Roach bait out. We have the neighbors has have ivy, and then in summer when it gets hot, you know the the big not the dirty roaches, but you know the roaches that like to live in plants and all that. Yes, yes, it, uh, those those come out. Now I don't know if they're attracted to that. The dog was the dog was, was trying to push his way back to where I had these along the wall, uh, but today I'm not hearing anything. Uh, but the only answers they had were like pellets, you know, like insect pellets. So I went to the local Home Depot or depot to those who like that word, they have nothing. You know, they, well, pellets, but it's like a 50-pound bag. Well, I don't want that many, and then I don't want my animals getting in it. 
there was no good solution. Well, you could use some spray, but then you got to find them to spray. And a lot of times they're like in the um, yeah. insulation because in my, yeah. you know, my my studio is has a lot of insulation to pad the sounding and all that. <laughs> uh, and then they get in there. It's hard to find them sometimes. I, I, tonight it's quiet. Maybe they are eating some of the roach bait and uh, are dying. I don't know what their life cycle is, uh, but they say they can lay you know hundreds, maybe. I don't know, thousands of eggs. Oh, that's just a great picture. Yeah, isn't it? So you never, it's like a fly, right? You think you get rid of a fly and then flies come back. Uh, and I have these these great little things I'm using now for the flies, but I think it makes them mad. It's like they get it <laughs> and they're, stu- they're stupid. They fly into you. Uh, my wife said one flew into her, her coffee cup, just like <laughs> committed suicide. It's was, it was like a kamikaze, just went in there, blorp, and, you know, uh, and they become stupid. Yeah, it's funny. I don't know. It's just maybe the season of cricket is over. I don't know. Ah, uh, so, knock on some wood. Yeah, we've got a little colder weather. We're, we're, we're actually to. I had to go down PCH to where I was going to the uh, cardiologist down by Sterling BMW in Newport Beach. As some people may know where that is. It was hard to see. It was very, very foggy this morning. So we're starting to get that uh, that great Southern California. Yeah, it's still friggin' ninety degrees out here. Good for you. Yeah, it sucks. It was warmer in the afternoon, but in the morning it was it was hard to see across the street when I left. I'm like, oh, crap. I hate pulling out across the road when I can't see. And some of these idiots around here don't know to turn their lights on in the fog to help others. Not so you can see better, but so you can be seen, idiot. Um, so, All right. Uh, we got this voicemail from a guy in North Carolina. Uh it's well, interesting. We got a lot of East Coast listeners. Well, I'll I'll play it and then and then you tell me what you think. Because okay, well, well, I was going to say that international call. I was waiting for a true international. Oh, I, I, yeah. I realize Canada is technically another country. Hey, do you pay international rates when you talk to the Canadian? Uh yes. When you text him, do you text the Canucks? When, when I text him, yes. When I call him, no. Yeah. Well. Uh, but yeah, when you yeah. text him, what does it say? International text, right? I know. I had to get my passport so I could go visit him, right? Uh, which it hasn't happened yet, but yes, I, I I realize it's another country. It's just so much like us that um, you know what's funny about that. It's, there's a, there's a story for everything, right? I, I it reminds me of stuff. I watched this movie. I got a lot of time. Uh, Netflix forward slash Imagineering to sponsor the show or my show. I was watching the show that the documentary that this guy made, kind of refuting Michael Moore films. So he goes okay. to Canada because Michael Moore just, you know, loves Canada. He might as well become a Canadian. Just thinks it's the greatest place in the world. You know, no guns, uh, better health care, blah, blah, blah. A lot of anecdotal stuff. And even this guy goes up there and you end up with some anecdotal stuff. He talked to two guys that look like they lived on the street. Piercings. It looked like some punk kids uh. you think I've seen around here, right? Uh, are, are you what was it? You are, are you scared of something? Oh, we're more scared of Americans. Everybody's got guns, and you know you guys screw up the world. You do everything bad. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck is this? You know. And then he's talking to a guy because I guess Michael Moore says everybody leaves the doors open. So he's talking to a guy. He says, no, I lock my door. So the guy just started to go up to doors, you know, in this row of houses. Start, you know, one door open. He's like, whoops, I sorry. We're doing a film, and you know, this is. This is what we're doing. It was it was kind of funny, but um, the guy, the one guy who's talking about it says, "Well, it used to be really nice around here, and then uh, over the hill now they've got this, and we got all kinds of crime, and you know." So it was, it was just kind of funny. Um, every 
place has crime. I guess, you know, it's, you know, we, we have our bad areas in Huntington. We've got great areas. You know, it's every place has their good and bad. It's just, it was kind of funny because I've heard this a couple of times and I've seen a couple of YouTube videos and some of the comments uh, on things were like, oh, you stupid Americans or, you know, Americans. And this come from like an Aussie. And he's like, everything you do is bad. You think you're the best. And I'm like, God, you, you know, think you'd get a little respect from the countries that we tend to are, are more closely aligned to, but you know, who knows? <laughs> it's, it's just kind of funny. I mean, then you, you look at it. So this is guy 12, I don't know. He's 18. You know, it's all times it's just stupid young punks making stupid comments. That's one thing I don't like about the internet. It's so anonymous. Yeah. And just on a video, a YouTube video that might be something as innocuous as showing the Hall of Presidents. So somebody from some podunk country or some axe to grind has to make some negative American comment or negative Disney comment, and it's just an attraction video. And then the, <laughs> then the wars start get going where they start, you know, bitch slapping each other, and they, they can't type with proper English or proper Oh, grammar. yeah, it's a pain in the ass. And it's like, oh, God, I hate this stuff. Well, there, did we, we didn't talk about that one about uh or did we the um the videos uh the haunted disneyland videos no but you know richard was he might he, he might have an interest there because you know I, I think we were going richard you know we we didn't record last week and he came or it was a week before i remember and he was over and we were watching these and i i put in some common sense answers you know this is this this is not this you know this you know blah 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 it's like people ignore you or they say you're an idiot. Like for one, they said, oh, it's a hologram. Okay. Uh, there are no holograms on Tower of Terror. Hmm. And then one guy says, you stupid idiot. There's no such thing as a projected hologram. What? I look up hologram because I thought, okay, some people kind of like misrepresent the concepts and ideas sometimes. How many true projected holograms have you ever seen in your life? Projected. Not ones that are like reflections or inside of or etched on your credit card things like that those are like 3d etchings with lasers and and shit that's not considered a hologram on your credit no, card no, it, it is a hologram but have you ever seen one projected like in star wars or star trek or anything like that no that's because they don't really exist the way i understood it from what i was some quick, you know, Wikipedia and other sites of what they are. Uh, people mistake the Pepper's Ghost things as holograms. The 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 ones you see in Tower of Terror that all wave at you, or you know, and they disappear. You know, the the the, the ones that the stories around. That's a Pepper's Ghost. Yes, it's not, it's, it's that's not a, a reflection from something behind you on a piece of glass in front of you. Yes, and to make a hologram, you have to have multiple. The way I understood the hologram to be made, and someone may correct us on this, you have to have the image taken from multiple angles. You have to kind of create the 3D to get it, right? So the way that Pepper's Ghost is just it's, – it's just a camera recorded the actors, and it's just projected. So it can't, that can't be a hologram. Well, the, the ghost thing came around because on this particular video that someone took looking up at the Tower of Terror, it looked like – if you stretch your imagination a little bit, it looked like a guy was sitting on the ledge, kind of like rocking and looking at the people as the doors opened. So 
So people, oh, it's a hologram. It's a projected hologram. No, it's not. Uh. Um, light refraction, it's definitely not a hologram. I don't think you're going to find anywhere, uh, you know, like you see Yoda pop up in Star uh, Wars or anything. I don't really believe that kind of hologram exists. When you see holograms, it's like that, you know, that one you like you reach into, you know, it looks like you can grab the gold, those kind of things. Yes. But it's not projected. Yes, that's a that's a, a trick with mirrors or like a right. But it, those are those are holograms in a lot of cases. But they're still not projected. I, I don't know. It goes back to that science thing, you know. And it's one thing I liked about the new Battlestar Galactica. There weren't any fake flying tricks like in Star Wars, where they make it look like you're flying a plane. And the new Battlestar, they fought like you probably would where they have to move thrusters and they flip over and they, they don't go to these big sweeping arcs and, you know, do split S's and all this crap. Uh, or, or like on a star tours when they get hit, we're falling. Yeah. Well, one, one, the death star wouldn't have a gravitational field. I don't think it was rotating. Um, and you wouldn't be sucked towards it. You wouldn't be fall. I guess in space, you're technically always falling, but you, you know, you wouldn't be pulled towards this body, but, People well, I don't get, know. I, I mean, how big is the Death Star? Come on. I don't know, is, but to, it, crea- to create a uh, to create gravity, I believe it's got to be rotating. It's got to be moving. Um, but anyways, uh, people can wrap their heads around it because they don't necessarily understand. Not that I say I under- fully understand the science of space and gravity and all that, but I do know that you're not going to be flying like an airplane in space. You use you know d- directional thrusters and stuff. You're not using your aliens and and flaps and all that to move, <laughs> no, right? Uh, no, you use little jets, thrusting jets, to do that. Right, job. right, yeah, yeah. right. So that's what I liked about the new Battlestar because they tried to act like space was really space, not just an extension of our atmosphere. And you know, blah, you know, whatever. Okay, go on to the next. Go to the. Oh, I forgot where I was. Oh, oh yeah, this guy from North Carolina. All right. You listen to this, and then you tell me what you think, all right? Because Obviously, you've heard it. Yes, yeah, I've heard all these. Okay. All right, here we go. Well, hello, Mike Shaft and the glue that holds my shaft all together, Mr. Lou Mangiello. This is Jim from NC, and I have a super special Mouse Busters inquiry for you fellows that not only deals with the unique sound of Disney films, but also with the rumor of Walt Disney's tyrogenic state of being. First, I was recently watching some Disney DVD classics that starred my favorite thespian, the incomparable Mrs. Jean Jones. I saw Herbie Goes to Monte Carlo with Mr. Don Knotts, Blackbeard's Ghost with Peter Yutsenoff and Suzanne Plachette, and The Computer War Tennis Shoes with Mr. Kurt Russell. I couldn't help noticing that the audio components of these movies is very unique to Disney films. It was as if the audio voiceover, or looping if you prefer, had an echoey quality to them, as if the recording was done in a cave or a basement, a cold subterranean chamber, perhaps where cyrogenic materials could be stored. So here's my hypothesis, Mousebusters. Walt Disney was indeed cyrogenically frozen, but still managed to maintain directorial leadership of the company, to the extent where looping of the Disney movies in the 60s and early 70s was done in a special vault where the actors had to perform their lines before the frozen maestro himself. It is an eerie thought, but one that deserves inspection. What say you, Mousebusters? This is Jim from NC signing off. (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't know what to make of that. <laughs> I I, ho- I hope he was not. I hope he was putting that voice on. I hope that's not his real voice. <laughs> I, I, I'm at a little bit of a loss, also. And you know, and I haven't heard this. Okay, either I'm having a clairvoyant moment, or some of these have had emails that are similar. I swear I've heard something similar with the the Mongello thing thrown in there too. But uh, I was looking through my email real quick because I did find the email from uh, um, about Night of Joy by East York Disney fan. And by the way, he says. To clarify, I'm not a fan of Christian rock, and I hold nothing against those who are. Um, but uh, I don't know about that email or voicemail. I, you know, well, <laughs> let's address just a few things. Okay. Um, the rumor about Walt being cryogenically frozen, all that, and being stored under the pirates or in that area, I can refute because I've been in every single door and opened them. Partly just to for satisfy yeah. my curiosity to tell all those who said he was there that he's not. Um, okay, so forget that. Now go back to some of his favorite Disney movies. Funny thing is, I think we've mentioned, especially that Herbie one, uh, Monte Carlo. I think that came up on our show a while ago. Which yeah, kind of keying in that maybe someone's just having fun with us. Uh, where did the phone number originate from? You said North Carolina? Cary, Cary, C-A-R-Y, Cary, North Carolina. I'm not sure if I can identify anybody we know in North Carolina, but um, now all all movies, m- almost 99% of movies are um, they do voiceover work. Sometimes the entire uh, content of a movie is re-recorded, and n- nothing actually recorded. I'm air quoting on stage or on set. Well, it's recorded so they can you know play off each other, but they go back in and do it again, so it's the sound right, right. is more pristine. Correct. And, you know, the thing I used to notice about the Disney movies of the 60s and 70s is the film stock they used. Disney had a very um, consistent look to their movies. I almost want to say a bit grainy, a bit, uh, I don't want to say rough, but they had a a definite uh, appearance that I think differentiated them from the rest of Hollywood. You know, all they just had this look, you know. yeah, I know what you're talking and, about. And and they weren't weren't all the same cinema photographers, weren't all the same art directors, but they had a look to them. So it made me think they either were deep into one film stock or you know who knows. Uh, so uh, Disney has their own uh, ADR studios, and if they were, uh, they probably you know were. And I noticed I was on Netflix forward slash Imagineering um, for a free trial. I've been watching a lot of movies, and you'll sometimes you do pick up if you're in a good environment with decent speakers that it doesn't sound like they've recorded the people at the same time. Occasionally, you'll have a little yeah, one yeah. a little more. Um, and that's talk about it annoys me when uh, there's the continuity and that kind of stuff isn't done well, or something that's obviously outside sounds very much like they're in a padded uh, recording room. It doesn't have the feel of, of truly being outdoors. And that's the difference between a good sound engineer who wins Academy Awards and those who don't. just just collect a paycheck. Exactly. There's nothing wrong with collecting a paycheck. I sure would like to do that. So, all right. So, this official mouse buster request is no, Walt's not down there. Yeah, that's and, that's yeah. That and goes, I'm pretty sure they didn't do dialogue replacement in front of Walt's frozen body. And, and no, no. 
Now, going back to the East York fan, just to expand on his a little bit, because I gave him a little bit of a hard time for possibly, you know, not liking people. Yeah. Uh, let me finish his email because I said, okay, just in case, just in case you do use it in a show, I'd like to clarify that I'm not a fan of Christian rock. I hold nothing against those who are. I was just wondering what you guys thought about one genre of music being allowed to have a private party event at the Magic Kingdom. Also, what do you think people's reaction would be if there were nights with a band like Van Halen or ACDC that played at the Magic Kingdom? Would there be an outcry as why have something like that? Thomas E.Q. Okay, I don't think. if If any fan of a particular genre wants to have a party at Disneyland, if they're still allowing them to, you know, they would do the same thing like they do for them now. Plan the event, sell the friggin' tickets, and be done with it. Okay, well, let's be honest here. Very few Christian bands will ever draw a crowd the size of maybe a Van Halen or ACDC. Correct. So I don't think it would be um, good planning to have a band like that. Now, you know, it's funny is... um, I sometimes I I don't want to poke fun. It's not the right word, but clarify. You know, a lot of people take hits at Christian bands. Don't like them. There are many bands that are in the mainstream that at one time were considered Christian bands, but have gone a little more mainstream. U two being one of them. They when their early days and starting out, they were their records were carried in uh, most of the Christian record stores because they had a very spiritual. Um, Theme uh, to them, yes. It's theme to them, and uh, I believe Bono and one other member are at one time had came out and said they were Christians, and I think one of them said they weren't. I don't know which one, or who knows these days. But um, there are a few others. Right? They're missing a lot of well, a lot of country rock bands have a, a theme of uh, spiritualness country, to them. Country musicians are just frustrated rock stars, man. You know, you say that a lot, but some <laughs> frustrated rock stars make a ton of sure money. Sure they do. But again, you know, do they want do they want to be country artists first? No. How, how do you know that? Because, you know, because, I, I know okay. it's the old joke. And probably at a time, it might have been somewhat true. But you have, for instance, um, there's a few who have won American Idol, who have went straight into country. Yeah, Carrie Underwood. Yeah, I know who you're talking she, about. She's one. There, I think there's another one. Um what I mean, there's a few country bands. You know, I'm not a big country fan, but my wife's kind of got into it, and I've I've went to listen to them. I thought, you know, these those guys are pretty kick ass. You know, they're good. Okay, I don't I'll, I don't I'll think t- they I'll... would be anywhere. I don't think they would belong in rock and roll. You know, that's just that's not their thing. I'll that, tell you exactly where and when I heard this comment uttered. Okay, you I, go, I, go. I was in El Paso, Texas, for work. And most of the stations in El Paso, Texas are country stations. Yeah. So I'm driving from the hotel to the office where I'm working and I'm listening to some morning show. And the dude, you know, morning disc jockey guy, his guest was Mel Tillis. Do you know who Mel Tillis is? <laughs> I know who Mel Tillis is. Yeah, a guy that stutters like a. Yes, but when he starts singing, it's but a when totally he starts singing, thing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And it was Mel Tillis who proposed that the current crop. Of country okay. superstars, 1998, 99. So, you know, you're talking, uh, what's his name? Uh, Garth Brooks, you know, people like him. Sure. And, okay. and, and Mel Tillis was, was positing that all these guys are just frustrated rock stars. 
So well, and, and his and now remember, Mel Tillis is a generation or two. Yes, in front of them is Mel just, <laughs> I, um, you know, you know, country has you might say hit its stride or has been in its stride for a while, far more than what Mel Tillis and some of the others might have done on uh, the Grand Old Opry. I mean, it's it's hit an all new level. And to yeah, say that it's, these it's, guys it's, are just frustrated rock stars is, you know, when you, is there really a true differential anymore? When I see some of the charts and I see when, you know, people who are winning best this or best that and, and you're like, I, it's so much crossover now where people are enjoying music of much different genres together that I, I have a hard time saying a person's just rock or just country. I, I know. You know. I just like to throw that out because, you know, I know I got, you don't uh, like country music for I, one. I don't care. You know what? There's some country music that I find fun or I like, but, you know, overall, the, the, I mean, if you would identify as country music, right, as, uh, right, their song choices, right, or not their song choices, but, well, the, yeah, there's a theme. The, like, uh, the, the, you, the, you stole their dog. <laughs> you stole their truck, yeah. You left me the bar the, fight. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. It's the it's the story that they're telling, right? The, the well, this used to be my my funny argument when I went to high school. Uh, some of the uh, Christian music had been a while uh, around for a while, contemporary mostly, and some of the the Christian rock bands were just starting to get their legs, and some of them pretty heavy. A Resurrection Band was one of them, and I had an instructor in my school saying, "What do they do? Just strum the guitar and yell Jesus now and then? That makes it okay." <laughs> You know, and they was always <laughs> preaching how rock music was bad. And, you know, uh, you know the the perils of ACDC and ELO and all these guys. <coughs> and I'm like, whoa, 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 wait. But country music seemed to be an accepted form to listen to. And I said, okay, fine. I understand. In general, country is fairly mellow, and because a lot of it had to do with the beat. You know, this the African beat, and you know this tribal thing, and this. This like zombie-like state you can go into with the music and all this bullshit, right? So I said, well, whoa, 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 country music. You consider this okay, right? Yeah, yeah, country's pretty good. And a lot of the early um, Christian rock bands even got some of their start in country. One of my favorite, Daniel Amos, started out as a country, and they were huge in country. When they started to go to alternative, they were getting ostracized, but they were huge in country. But they said that's not really what they wanted to to play, but just it was pays, accepted just at the pays time. The bills, right? right? Yeah. A very few Christian bands pay the bills on the band. They they do other jobs. Uh, yeah, Amy Grant's an exception, and there's there's exceptions to the rules, but a lot of them work in addition. You know, they have day jobs. Um, but um, I I went back to country music. I said, let's look at the theme of country music: having affairs. Get drunk. The farm drying uh, up and dying. Yeah, stealing thing. You know, the whole, the badass, you know, good old boy bullshit, right? And they never had an answer to why that was okay. It was more the tempo and, let's say, tone of the music. You know, I would say tone is not the, but, you know, the larger feel of the music. So it really had nothing to do with lyrics. I mean, they used to always, uh, you know, tell you how bad the lyrics were in rock and roll. Seemed to always forget about how bad country lyrics were back then. And they were really back then when you had uh, Little River, uh, it's a Little River band, and and some of those kind of big country bands. There was a theme to it. It yeah. was you know affairs and drinking and running off with the dog or you know <laughs> stealing, uh, your, stealing your Chevy the, truck, stealing and, the pickup truck. Yeah. yeah I, 
I think there's still a lot of that today. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I don't think I don't think some people say, "Oh shoot, I can't get a record contract, so I'm going to go over to Nashville. I'm going to get one, and I'll put a uh, put a cowboy hat on." I think uh, country music has always had. Uh, twang and a guitar, you know. You got to think. Elvis really kind of started with, you know, uh, a lot of the the country southern. Influence. He was a gospel singer. Okay, gospel guitars, raw. I mean, you know, again, separate that. You know, I mean, really. Uh, I was well. I started to watch a movie on Netflix, Forward Slash Imagineering, uh, for your free two week trial about uh, this guy who started a record company he was a white guy but he's looking for colored i'm quoting air quoting colored talent uh and they, that's how they would announce it I forget, um did they actually announce it colored or i don't know they have this weird now okay we're gonna play like colored music now is i think is how they were saying it but i got bored with it so i kind of forwarded it to it, and then i saw they were given information at the end it was all based on a true story uh, about this recording studio and who'd recorded in it and then bands who got sued by these all these black musicians, who big name bands who had ripped them off, and they had won like million dollars from um, not Van Halen, uh, uh, Led Zeppelin got sued for a million dollars. They won, uh, not as Zeppelin, but the the black dudes, and a bunch of these guys sued big name artists for stealing their shit. What? Yeah, yeah. I uh, Cat Cadillac Records. And the reason I looked it up, <laughs> give you one. Have you seen Don't Mess with the Zohan? No. Looks funny, but it's, looks stupid. You know stupid what? I too. thought it'd be. Yes, it is stupid. <laughs> okay. Okay. But it's so stupid, it's funny. You know, my wife does like not dumb like dumb and dumber. Uh, no, better, better, better stupid than that. <laughs> okay. My wife doesn't like potty humor. Better doesn't, stupid. Okay. <laughs> She doesn't like a lot of Adam Sandler because he's over the top, yeah. right? You, we've listened to Adam Sandler uh, CDs on the way to Vegas, right? She doesn't like 99% of that. But, you know, she liked, um, what was the one where he's he's the wed oh, wedding singer? She liked that one, and she liked the one uh, 50 First Dates or 21st, whatever yeah, that one was. Yeah, 50 First Dates, yeah. Okay, she's, she went and saw the Zohan. I, didn't, I saw it later on, on DVD. And she liked it. And there's some potty humor, but it, it it's it's kind of making fun of the Middle Eastern problem because, uh, you know, he's he's like an ex-Israeli uh, uh, commando who wants to be a hairdresser, you know. And the the guy who claimed to kill him, which is the guy that plays Monk's brother. I can't think of the guy's name right now, but he shows up in all kinds of funny parts. Um, oh, oh, it was in Transformers. He's the uh, the the guy from the secret society or whatever. Yeah. Um, Tall skinny guy. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. Um. Uh, so he's, he's, he, he's the Arab guy who's claimed to have killed the Zohan and he's got like a, uh, you know, chain of falafel stores or something in the States now. So, but this girl that's in it, um, her last name is, uh, is it Sheik or Sharik? Uh, I want to say it's Alexandria. She's Canadian. Like all good actors are these days. Uh, <laughs> But she's uh, she's first generation Canadian. Uh, she's actually from the Middle East somewhere. One parent's um, uh, Jewish, and I forgot what the other. But she's hot. So I started to look up what movie she's in. Uh, and, and so she, uh -huh. and 
well, she was in this Cadillac Records, very tiny, tiny part, but she got billing. You know, her name rolled up in the first few few names, but um, that's where I caught on to this thing about Cadillac Records. And like I say, I skipped to the end because I was getting kind of bored with it, but I was reading all this information at the end about all these bands who, who, you know, ripped pay off. And had to pay. Had to pay. They paid through the nose. Um, so what I kind of, again, what I'm getting at is, you know, you, um, you're given country music a bad rap. A lot of people give uh, Christian, uh, what they now just call kind of CMM, contemporary Christian, CCM, contemporary Christian music, a bad rap as it's not any good, but they never, they've never heard it. And there's a lot of, and they've actually, the quality of the bands have uh, almost exponentially got better since the eighties when it was really late seventies and eighties, when it was really first uh, kind of getting its legs. So I, I'm a little somewhat defensive to both genres, even though I don't like country a whole lot though. I like, like Toby Keith is, He's got funny videos. He's pretty entertaining. I've seen him in concert because the wife wanted to see it. Literally, nosebleed. We were in the last <laughs> row. Um, but he put on a great concert. Uh, and the, the one thing you got to give country singers to is they are red, white, and blue. Yep. You know, and they bleed red, white, and blue. Yep. And there is no more bleeder than Toby Keith. I mean, uh, and he's got that one song that... Um, what was one of the one of our talking heads in Washington or on the East Coast who is actually from Canada? I think he might have his uh, his green card now, or maybe a citizen. But right after nine eleven, there was I think it was the big Fourth of July um, shindig, and he was supposed uh, uh, he was supposed to play. Uh, Toby Keith was, but his song was. Um, Oh God, I can't remember the name of it now, but it talks about, uh, you know, America's going to put a boot up your ass that's yeah. our way yeah. and all that. Yeah. You know, you've heard this song. Yes. Uh, um, <laughs> and I, I, I say, I can't remember the name of it right at the moment, but this particular anchor somehow got him from, if I remember right, not to be able to play because it was too incendiary. And the only reason I heard about it is I got in the car to go to lunch and Dr. Laura's on. And she says, I never play music, but I'm going to play you the song, and I'm going to tell you about the lyrics, and I'm going to tell you why I'm playing this. And she told the story of why uh, he wasn't going to be allowed to to play in this national event and just thought it was terrible that this guy would not allow this, that it was incendiary. And, you know, you couldn't find a much more, you know, red, white, and blue song. I mean, it's just, uh, I don't know. It just, it just bothered me from there on out and when i saw him in concert and he's got a song too about it his dad was a marine i think there's he's got a song about you know losing an arm or an eye put his flag up every day and it's about his dad so he does this song and then when he does this this uh, this other one you know the big american flag comes down uh confetti i mean the people are like on their feet screaming it's 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 uh, like I say, you couldn't bleed any more red, white, and blue sometimes in, in the country scene, except the Dixie Chicks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and they paid for it dearly. Yeah. And I, what's funny, I was I was in the uh, video rental store, something I don't do anymore because of Netflix forward slash Imagineering. And I saw they had a video, and it was called, um, was it called Censored, I think, or something like that. And, you know, they're standing there somewhat naked with, you know, letters written all over them and they believe they were censored 
and this I, this bothers me when people don't understand what censorship is. You know, only one entity can censor you. That is the government. Correct. If a radio channel chooses not to play you because their listening audience has called in or written in to say we don't want to hear them anymore, that's a market decision. Correct. That's nothing to do about censorship. Yeah, well, you know, the... But the, the conven- left banties, Convenient the, yeah. and, you know, incendiary, if yes. you're using that term. Yeah, the left banties that around because it, it's, it, it, gets, it gets your attention, right? It's the, I've been censored. No, you haven't. Did the government do it? No. Then you haven't been censored. Um, anyways, I, I, that kind of stuff just bugs the crap out of me. But okay, have you have you have you wound down on the defending or being a country music apologetic? Have, have well, you, I, I, are I you think, done? Well, I, yes, and I okay. know I know that's a shtick for you, but I think it's <laughs> it's it's a little unfair. <laughs> okay, okay. Here's what Chuck Berry successfully sued the Beach Boys for surfing USA. Okay. Did you know that? No. It's according to this, he was the single major influence on rock and roll guitarist with songs like Johnny B. Good. His only number one pop hit was My Dingling. (laughs) 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 Gotta love that name. Okay, so here you got what you might call a gospel singer influencing rock and roll. That's why I'm saying that the gospel of those days that that Elvis came out of is what became. because you look at him, they call him the king of rock and roll. What he does, I don't consider by today's standards rock and roll by any means. Uh, well, it's certainly not country music. No, but it's certainly not rock and roll. It's it's very light rock, if if anything. I I don't know where to put it. Okay, Willie Dixon. He's one of these these uh, singers in this this movie. Successfully sued Led Zeppelin for one million dollars. His song went on to be covered by artists such as Bob Dylan, the Rolling Stones, the Doors, the Allman Brothers Band, and the Grateful Dead. What song was it? I don't know. I'd oh. probably have to watch the movie, which I skipped through much. Because I was, <laughs> okay. It was all this how this guy, you know, this guy wanted to marry this girl, okay? Well, the dad didn't want it because, you know, they, he was from the, they were all from the old country, and in the old country he was scum there, and he's just going to be scum here. So he wanted to make something of himself. So he, you know, he finally opened up a studio or whatever and st- or st- started signing these guys up. You know, they, anyways, you know, it's, it's, you know, the rags to riches kind of thing so he can get the girl and all that. And I don't think he ended up with that particular girl anyways. Um, so anyways, that was all of uh, the, all right. the, the well, trivia for the moment. All right, so we have. Uh, so we got another one. We have three more. They're from Big. Are they, are they all from Big Brian. They're all from Big Brian. Okay. Two of them run together, and then the third one just kind of. Now, is there a limit on our voicemail where someone might have to call again? I think continue? so because the first one went like two minutes twenty seconds, and it kind of like hung up on him, and he called back and talked for two more minutes, and then we called the other time. It ran for three minutes and got cut off, but he it, but he never called back to finish it. Probably got frustrated. So yeah, well. So I'm gonna play all three of these, and uh, you know you might want to make notes or something. You ready? Is it that detailed? You'll see. All right. Hey, mice castaways. This is Big Brian of the Mousing It Up podcast. Or who am I kidding? That show hasn't been out in months. Uh, how about the Disneyland News Today podcast? I'm on there sometimes. Um, just thought I'd give you a call. I heard you begging for calls in your most recent show, and I also heard you talk at the beginning of the show. You mentioned you all didn't know if Lou Mangello had kids and if he took them to the parks. 
He does have two children. His uh, daughter was on the cover of the second of the Walt Disney World trivia books. His son was born, I believe, right about the time it came out or a little bit after. Uh, my, my guess is he's starting to take them to the parks more since him and his wife uh, moved to Florida. Uh, I Also, I noticed in his more recent shows, his wife started to appear a, a bit more, I think, is going on more of his trips with him. Probably simply the not having to fly back and forth thing is probably a having convenience. And my guess is maybe there's a little more availability to maybe the grandparents already lived in Florida or something along those lines. So that may be playing into it, too. But uh, I'm pretty sure his kids have been to the parks, just not nearly as often as he goes to the parks. So, you know, with kids that young, maybe you want to take them once or twice so they can have their pictures. But I can see at some point it might be more fun to go without them, too. I mean, it's uh, at some point when he, with all that... Um, baby accoutrements you have to have with you it's uh, quite a logistical issue taking kids to parks a lot as they get older i'm sure his kids will get to go to the parks plenty <laughs> uh, but anyways just thought i'd throw my two cents on that um other factual thing or you seem to be having a lot of questions about is who's going to replace dick cook don't know how accurate it is it's, this is a jim hill and nathan rose thing i heard on the uh Magical Definition podcast, but uh, it seemed to be there was some speculation that a lot of the reason they got rid of Dick Cook was to make room for the guy that was the head of the Disney Channel, whose rent name escapes me right now, but uh, he's done so... Ex- All right. And here's the well, 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 pause that for a minute. So we, okay. <laughs> when I guess, but we've already recorded and talked about the replacement. So yeah, he, he we eventually found out, but in the first few days, no one really knew. Correct. Um, and we I, found and out with what within a week on that what was going on. And I, you know, I think the uh, I think we did a whole show about that. Yeah, but you know, he called after that. Oh, All so right. he might be behind on the shows. Yeah. Now, the other thing about, you know, I, I find it somewhat funny. His comments about, for one, I, I know Brian. I've had many conversations with Brian, but um, apologist? Wink, wink. I don't know. I someone sounds like someone who really likes uh, Lou. Oh. Not, that, not that I dislike Lou. Lou's a very nice guy. We have a little running gag about how short he is. But... Um, to, to the comment about it's easier to go without the kids. Well, yeah, duh. Yeah. But isn't that what Disney's about? The whole family experience? Yes. Now, granted, I didn't know his, his uh, kids were so young, and I have the book with the kid on the front. I didn't realize that that was his daughter. But um, I do know I had this um, kind of thing in my mind. We didn't want to make a big trip with the kids to Florida until we thought they would kind of remember it. We had Disneyland here. We went. Our kids went a lot when they were young. And yes, take all the crap with you, and you know they get a the light, their face lights up when they see the characters, blah blah blah. But we didn't really want to take the big trip for us. It's a huge trip to go to Florida until they were a little older, and then other things got in the way, and you know, 19 years went by. But <laughs> we, we returned the one time, but and I could see that, that you know, but he, you know, where they were living, they that's where you can get those fifty, sixty dollar flights. I mean, it's not like it's. Hugely yeah. expensive. That's one thing that I got to say makes me ill about the people in the Midwest and the East Coast. They can find some killer flights, and we're paying three, four hundred dollars easy 
every time we go per person. If we're lucky, maybe 220 on occasion. Uh, so I find that kind of funny. And I know he, he's got, let's say, a business aspect. But again, uh, you know, I was just kind of curious. And I don't listen to a show really anymore. I, I don't have time to squeeze everything in. Uh, so I just, it's kind of curious that we've got a lot of responses. I, you know, we've got a few emails quickly trying to tell us what's up with Lou. So there's a lot of Lou fans out yeah. there, obviously. Yeah. So. And we thank you for the corrections because some of it yeah. was out, born out of true ignorance and not knowing the situation. All right. So you want to hear where he calls yeah, back? Yeah. Okay. Please, please do. Hey, my castaways. This is Big Brian picking up where I left off. The uh, speculation was that the head of the uh, Disney Channel, who has done so well at expanding that brand and making lots and lots of money for the Disney company, is being rewarded for his success and they want to keep him in the company. They felt like they needed to offer him something like this head of the studio's position and that uh, he has done a lot as far as being a sort of a team player and... Um, there's things that maybe they could have made more money at the Disney Channel by licensing certain high school music things out of the company, but he kept them in the company. And they were looking for more of that from the studios. Or maybe there were things they would have rather kept in the company that maybe Dick Cook was licensing out, I guess would be the speculation we take from that. I don't really know, but that just seemed to be the uh, rationale that I heard. Again, take it with a grain of salt for what it's worth. I... I uh, I love listening to Jim Hill and Nathan Rose and and guys like Al, uh, as you call him, putts. But I always take it with a grain of salt for what it's worth. You know, it's like, okay, that's one way of looking at it. Maybe it'll come out in the wash that way or not. But um, an interesting viewpoint anyway. Talk to you all later. Keep up the great work and keep on mousing it up. And, oh, yeah, Mike, I'm with you on the... Um, 90 minutes of nothing being preferable to two hours of nothing. <laughs> I like I like the shows. I'll listen to them even if they are three hours, but uh, 90 minutes is pretty good. 75 minutes is pretty good, you know? Uh, I wish more podcasters would do that, although I can't necessarily say that um, all the podcasts that I'm a member of the network that, that I get to uh, appear on sometimes don't uh, go over that length, so... I understand that the, the material is what it is. Talk to you later. Bye for now. Okay, before you go on to the next one, maybe we should put guidelines for uh, babbling on in our voice. Oh, no. no Come on, that, that fits right in, right? <laughs> no, no, I'm just giving him a hard time. It's funny. It's like, don't go so long, and he's just going on and uh, on. So I find that kind of funny. Now, it's interesting what he said about Dick Cook, and I'm drawing a blank on the other guy's name, too. Uh, the whole licensing in or out thing, I find... Without hearing the conversation that Nathan Hill, or I'm Nathan Hill, Nathan, Nathan Rose had. Yeah, well, you all com- kind of merged them, right? Hey, yeah, you know, like, what were those, like, uh, Jen, Bo, or what all, you know, when they do that with the celebrities all the time. Maybe we just call him Jim, or uh, uh, Nathan Hill now. How's that? Um, this whole license, I don't get that. Because, you know, when you allow licensing to go out, people, you know, buy it up, right? And they make products for you. I, I don't understand and, and we're a little out of context, so we don't know what this keeping in and licensing out thing has to do. I mean, you have to license out, let's say you want to make a uh, you know, cheerleader skirt that the kids can buy. Disney doesn't make clothes. Well, I guess they did have that sweatshop down south somewhere, didn't they? <laughs> um, but in general, Disney doesn't make a lot of clothes. They license 
out. Someone else makes them for them. Well, okay. All right. So maybe it's licensed as in, okay, I'm selling you the license. Every article you make, you give me a piece. Versus you make this for me, you give it to me, I sell my label in it and sell it out of my store. Do you see the difference? Oh, you just, you know, a one-time pay and then you can sell. Well, royalty, there'll be some royalty, but, you know, Disney's not distributing it or they may distribute some. You know, like I, any, I get, I get the fine, small differences, and like say, without we're still out of context, but it, that just kind of raised a. a I flag mean, do you see? Do you see a lot of High School Musical stuff sold out in like Walmart? Do you? I don't know. Uh, you know, I don't look for it, so I, I don't Neither know. Do I. So, oh, you're kind of thinking kept in the park versus going. Yeah. Uh, allowing it outside the park. Um, I don't know. It seemed to, I saw you know, let's say uh, pirate stuff and. You can find that stuff all over the place. Hannah, Mon- Hannah Montana stuff all over the place. That would have been out of the the. Um, well, actually, that's that's kind of a hybrid. You've got studio stuff there, and you've got the um, channel. See, I would think maybe you'd promote that guy to be like the head of all TV. You know, like all of ABC, all of uh, you know. Because when's the last time? Well, ABC is not exactly in the top of the uh, um, uh, food chain now with ratings. And, you know, we used to have Disney Sunday movies and a good presence on, on TV, which we don't except for the Disney Channel. And that's, I got to say, I, I realize kids like a lot of the the uh, fluff and trash they put on the Disney Channel. I wouldn't call it quality stuff. My daughter was watching those two stupid twins the other day. <laughs> you know, and they're now on a cruise They're on a boat. Yeah, sweet life on deck. Yes. Yeah, I guess the mother is still there, but I don't, I, you know. No, whatever. the mother's not there. She just makes they, a cameo appearances. Oh, so yeah. they chucked the mother. Again, great Disney parenting going on there, like a lot of their, their shows. Um, they're either one parent or no parent, I guess. It's rare you see two parents in a Disney, uh, Disney venture. What is, what is it about that? But, I don't know. I, I still have mixed whole mixed feelings about this thing, and you know, we'll see where I, it goes. I'll tell you where the single parent thing comes from. You know, because back in the fifties and sixties, it was a way to garner sympathy, right, for a character. Oh, she's a single mom. Oh, too bad. Oh, he's a single dad. Oh, too bad. Now it's a way for people to identify. <laughs> oh, I'm a single dad, just like him. I I guess so. Yeah. yeah. This is, this is not a Disney thing, but my three sons. Then you almost feel sorry for Fred McMurray. Yeah. He's got these three kids. Uncle Charlie's helping out, but yeah, you know, mom died. His mom died. Yeah. But you know, in those, there was an explanation. Sometimes in uh, Disney cartoons or features, uh, there was no explanation why one parent wasn't around. Was you like there? Cinderella? Yeah, sure. We'll take Cinderella. Maybe. Uh, wait. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. It's close to, I was, I'm almost mixed Sleeping Beauty up there for a second. Um, no, Sleeping Beauty's parents were in, were there. That's what I said. I almost mixed them up. Oh. I'm going, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, but um, not uncommon that uh, like yeah. Ariel. Where's Ariel's mom? Yeah, Belle's mom. Where's Belle's mom? Yeah, Ariel and Belle's mom might have been hot. You know? Yeah, well. Might have been MILFs. Yeah. You might want to see them. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, we saw, you know, Simba, we saw both his parents. Yes. Uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's been been kind of a running gag that in a lot of Disney uh, films they've dropped some characters out of the you know the original fairy tales to. to and well, it's like uh, wasn't it was it Huey, Dewey, and Louie or the yeah. the where there was a fourth, but they thought no, it'd be better with three. You know, and it's this whole dynamic of what's easier to work with. Uh, Could be, you know. So 
I don't know. All right. Do you want to listen to the last big brown one? Yeah, even though, let's, even though, let's, let's that, that's our last him. one. And then we can wrap up and maybe be done with, you know, less than two hours. Let's take a time yeah, check here. We could, we could right. try that. All right. Here. Here's the last one. Hey, Mike, Greg, and Shaft. This is Big Brian of the Mouse and Up podcast. I was just listening to the show about the um, charitable effort that Disney's doing to, you know, get, get, give a day, get a day. And uh, I agree with Mike at the end of the show. One of the last things he said was, uh, you, you can't take the annual pass holders out of it in California. And it ties into something else I heard late, recently. There's 850,000 annual pass holders. And I would imagine a majority of those are in Southern California, the people that are close enough to make it good use of that annual pass. I mean, I'm sure there's some from other places, but percentage-wise, I would think since the majority of Disneyland's um, audiences from that area, probably the majority of the annual pass holders are, too. And I just think that the... the that those were the people that would be most likely to think about visiting a Disney park out there, and and they're the most likely the ones that would would take advantage of it if they were going to get anything for it. For it. Uh, I think there's much more chance that many more of these tickets will be from the Disney World audience, and I, I'm pretty sure I heard that they are going to set this stuff up all across the U.S. So uh, the uh, they will have the opportunities. In the various communities, and I, I, don't, I didn't hear you guys disagree with that, so I'm not I'm not arguing. I'm just saying uh, I think they organize it well enough that they really won't have a problem uh, getting this out to the people. And I think you uh, one of the things you were saying is people that are in that income bracket that can go to uh, Disney World. I believe it was Greg near the end of the show was saying there's people that give the money or time. It might, might have been Mike. You both, both were kind of on the same page on that. Um, but I also think you're talking about, start talking about that type of uh, level of going to Disney World. Think about all the deluxe resorts there are at Disney World and um, moderate resorts. I mean, these are not uh, cheap places. I, I think there's some fairly affluent people, and a lot of times there'll be like one member of the family. And typically still in our society usually does tend to be the guy that is the higher income earner and maybe have a stay-at-home mom. And uh, I think they could... Um, get a lot when you're talking about these family families going out together and doing this you know say you got uh, 250,000 families there's your million tickets right there families of four I'm talking since they're allowing the kids to do this too and I think this is actually one thing that uh, it's a bigger encouragement for a larger family you know uh, somebody with a lot of kids they're going to save more by doing the uh, the charitable effort for Disney so, I don't know. I think they may they may go through those million tickets over the course of the year, or maybe, or maybe not. I don't know. I just uh, I wouldn't commit to it, but I don't, I think it could be a success. So, just um, share. So cut off yet again. Thank you, Big Brian, for calling and leaving us. Yeah, he made well. a great effort to to call three times. Now, were those consecutive? Were they actually? I'll I'll tell you. Let's see. The first one came. Uh, like a week ago, and they were, you know, they were just minutes apart, right? Six forty-seven, okay. and because the third one almost seemed like a, you know, different call from, you know, yeah, yeah, okay. Now the first two came like nine days ago, and they were just one after another, and then that one came, oh, a week ago, on the twenty-seventh. All right. So, well, you know, it's funny. I've got one or two emails, pretty much agreeing with us saying this this volunteer crap, just you know. 
I don't. They don't think it's going to work. So I no, don't it's think, it's going to work exactly the way they want it to. <laughs> by getting rid of uh, not, like not many people are going to take advantage of it. So it's it's a great art uh, altruistic thing to say they're doing, but yet it's not going to be really taken. Yeah, they're happy that no one's going to do it. And then and then the whole thing about eight hundred fifty thousand pass holders, dude. I just I just you wish- know it's funny that you said that. It was it was this recently published or did it come out somewhere recently? Because I was in the park. I'd say it was two weeks ago, and I was parking in downtown Disney, getting my cameras and stuff out of the um, the car, and a couple, you know, young couple was walking by, and I heard something to the effect of this, the stupid fucking 850,000 freaking annual pass holders or something like that, where, you know, it was angering this person either because it's making the park too busy in there. They're th- I, you know, I, I didn't, all I heard was the, the animosity towards the annual pass holder. Uh, so I, I, that's why I, I wondered if it recently came out on, you know, Al Putz's side, did some news agency run something about how many annual pass holders there are, you know, what, what, what's the deal? Why, why all of a sudden is everybody on this number? Because uh, it's a friggin' lot. So now he he I gotta say the very <laughs> beginning of his his um, voicemail he mumbled through something and I don't mean that badly I just didn't understand what he said it had something to do with I think agreeing with you that it's um, you can't get rid of them or you can't take them out of the equation I, I couldn't quite understand. yeah that's what he said you know and it I I uh, I think he lost his train of thought and jumped onto something else because. You didn't finish what he was saying with that. Okay, so I wasn't the only one. That, that's okay. Kind of- I, you know, as far as I mean, we've talked about the charitable, the give, you know, get a day, give a day, get a day thing. You know, that's gonna be yeah, and I don't, I don't, worthless I don't, for the average person. Yeah, I don't know if I'm uh, drawing the, you know, the same conclusion that it'll be more successful in Florida, and the affluence of the people in moderate to. Uh, Deluxe is. I don't consider myself. Neither, neither do I. I. I'm, I'm certainly not affluent now. Uh, doesn't mean that you can't save enough to stay in a big resort. But fact, I've, I've I, never I've, stayed in the value. I've only stayed in moderates. Oh, and okay. one, See, and I've, one deluxe. I've, I've stayed in. Which deluxe did you stay in? Animal Kingdom Lodge. Oh, that's right, you bastard. All right. Uh, I've place was great. I've done moderates. Or I mean. Uh, the cheapos for a couple of reasons. One, you, you're out there on a, on a, you know, the cheap quick trip to Mouse Fest and convincing the better half that she doesn't need to go because it's a business trip. <laughs> you know, and you, you hook up with your buddy. So there's that. Then there's the, we got too many people in the family going and a friend, so we need to go cheap to, that was our budget last year, not as many as going, so we can afford the deluxe this time. And it's, it's, I don't think it's affluent to spend $3,000 on a vacation when I bet you a lot of people who don't consider themselves affluent go on cruises that might cost them 5000 a person or three to 5000 a person to go on a, a cruise, uh, which I find much more expensive and you don't get as much. But I guess those who like cruising would not agree with that. Uh, but I've also read a lot of accounts of people who save and save and save for their one big trip to Disney World – and it's going to be in a deluxe. They're going to spend all their sure. money, have the best trip they ever had. This is this is maybe their one and only trip to Disney World. They're going to make it count. They're not going to go cheap. 
they're going all the way. And these are not affluent people at all. Uh, so I, I, I don't draw that same conclusion. I don't think the family thing matters. And we still don't know how it's going to work out. Like, you know, if you buy a, a package for a week and you only get a one-day ticket, there's got to be some way of, you know, making an adjustment to your ticket, so obviously. But, uh, uh, I mean, you can do that now. You can stay for seven nights and buy a four-day ticket. doesn't make much sense because a seven-day ticket isn't much more. Yeah. Uh, see, that's, and that's where, that's where it doesn't really work out when you think about it. Because once you get up to the six and seven, eight, nine-day ticket, it's pennies. I mean, yeah, I was gonna say it's like two dollars. Right. So okay. So you get a free day, but if you take it off a multi-day passport, <laughs> Disney's making. They're, they're making. Yeah. It's like they're making money off of you volunteering at that point. It's not really uh, hurting them at, at all. I just, I don't know. I don't. I think it would be more advantageous to the local than to the uh, sure, especially one that doesn't have an annual pass. Right to the traveler, but. Um, I don't know that eight. You know, I I would like to see the statistic before everybody cries foul at this eight hundred fifty thousand. Dude, I, you know, you, I want to see the statistic on how many of those sure. are actually used and how many times because you know that a number of okay how how many people go through Disneyland a year? We know it's like fifteen million in that okay. it's in that area, right? And what's the percentage of eight hundred fifty thousand out of those? You know. 15. Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, because yeah, then, then you want to know because you know they, I'm re- they... I'm responsible for let's see four times twelve, forty eight. So I'm responsible for maybe sixty of those fifteen million visitors. Well, see, that's what I'm saying. Are they adjusting that figure? They can't to be unique individuals coming through. No. It's not like a website where you can say you have so many unique i you know hits from unique yeah. IPs. No, you know, they no, can... it's how many turnstile clicks. <laughs> Right. Regardless right. of how, regardless of what the ticket media was, it's turnstile clicks. People through the door, people out the door. Right. So now that number might be a little skewed. I mean, even back in the day without annual passes, you know, you had repeat offenders, right? I went two or three times a year out of, you know, 10 million they estimated. I accounted yeah. for multiple do entrances. They, do they count? I mean, it's true. Do they count cast members that are going through as part of those 15 million visitors? Well, you know, now since they all go through the same turnstiles and not a separate one, but then again, it's computer uh, generated. I mean, right? You're, the car, the, the scanner knows whether or not it's an employee, an annual pass holder of what type, right. or just a, a, a single multi day ticket. So we can separate all that data, I would think. I, I, you know what? You know, here, here's, here's, a, here's an evil thought that I've had is that <laughs> this year. You have to have that evil laugh. Well, the, <laughs> <laughs> this, I mean, this last year. Uh, 2009, they started the whole, okay, you can pay for your annual passes over time. Yes, I am taking advantage of that. To get, to, yeah, so did I. To get you used to the idea of doing it so they can eliminate the cheap passes. Oh, oh you, you, want, you want an annual pass? That's fine. It, instead of, you know, paying $130 for an annual pass that has, you know, 200 blockout days, you can pay two hundred and eighty bucks for a deluxe annual pass that has only forty five blockout days, and you can pay for it over twelve months. You know that is. I don't think that's necessarily so evil. I would look at that as a marketing decision. Oh well, yeah, and, and you know, if it reduces the number of annual pass holders out there, it's better for all of us. Oh, again, is it? Because you know, I look at just look at my family, for example. 
We all have our annual passes. I go exponentially more than the family. Now we're going to have that question. Well, look, you talk about Lou Mangiello. Well, my kids are older now where they can all get there on their own. Uh, One needs help now and then, but they have friends. I mean, they they all have their own annual passes. They're not dependent on me to get there and get them around. I mean, we've had this discussion more than once. I'm just saying that... that My my wife goes an eighth of the amount of times I go. Okay, but uh, when, when the slow time is the summer, because... APs are blocked out. That's all the proof you need. What do you mean? Too the, many slow, the slow time. The summer is not slower than, let's say, right now. Oh, yes, it is. No, it's not. Oh, yes, it is. No, it's not. We went, <laughs> we went in the summer, and the and the the crowds were less when everybody was blocked out. Now, first weekend where everyone could come back was freaking nuts. Oh, the first weekend, yes. But, it but has- so what? It kept them out, and it kept the crowds down. Uh, you know, I think we've, if you we've, look we've at also the number, talked about that. Yeah, we know we had an economic downshift. Even you know, I guess Universal is reporting really bad numbers. Uh, and don't let's not even go to knots. That's a there's a whole nother equation there. But um, they were down fifteen, ten to fifteen, I think, uh, over the summer a day. That's you know, it has to do with a lot of things, travel, all that. You can't. You definitely can't use this summer as the benchmark for, oh, look, it's because I can tell you, I went on summer days when I left because it was too crowded. I have not done that yet, except for one Friday night uh, during the Halloween time, which has been very successful for Disneyland. This promotion has been. Yes, because nobody's uh, blocked out. Very good. Nobody's blocked out. No, that's not true. Cast members, for one. Yes, because there's too, too many other people showing up. Well, you've given them a reason to come in much greater quantity than if it wasn't Halloween time. They've added a new fireworks show, which is okay. The Space Mountain was pretty successful. Uh, People talked it up pretty well. They gave you a reason to come. And in addition, yes, the Blythe, uh, I think, are they totally unblocked right now? I don't. I haven't looked at the block. Out I'm thing. pretty sure uh, Saturdays or Sundays, somebody might be blocked out. But uh, yeah, Saturday or Sunday here and there. But Friday but, nights. Oh my gosh! Oh, Friday nights freaking are crazy. Friday nights are crazy. But they, Friday nights have always been crazy. Even back in my day when I worked there, Friday nights were. You know, that was when all the kids hung out, and the, you know the. I don't know. I I don't think you can compare this summer because of economic reasons. All right, fine. We'll table the discussion, and. At the end of next summer, if we should, well, we, first we have to see a tick up in flights, uh, in the airline industry, and, and travel in general. We, we, you know, we have to put all the you know an even keel because right, I can see fine. If we're summer, still if we're still doing this three years from now, well, <laughs> do you, okay. Do you think the summer prior was slower than the winter? If you know. do, I think you're really smoking something. No, I don't know. I didn't go there. Yeah, yeah. See, I, you know, I that's because I, I've been going in during the day in the morning on occasion, and it's not crowded at all. Now, Space Mountain has stayed consistently crowded, and interestingly enough, the mansion always looks crowded, but the lines have moved. I, I, I don't know what's going on over there. I swear, <laughs> when it's not the Halloween thing. And I see a line, and it's it's 20, 30 minutes. I've, I've gone in the line out by the popcorn stand, and it's only been 15 minutes. They're hustling through, man. Omni-mover. I, don't, oh, awesome. I know it's an omni Well, you know what it is? Maybe it's less accessible people going on because they don't have to stop and stop and stop and stop. And stop, and stop. 
Um, but I don't know. It's 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 just really managed to move pretty well. I have been surprised a couple times. Like John Dub and I were never like, oh. Then we looked at the sign. We're like, okay, and it was right. And you know, it, it just didn't look like it. Um, but maybe they've got you know they've reevaluated the way they're doing something and they're you know got their ride time up. I don't know, but it, it's it's moved very well. But during the day, it's it's pretty casual. It's it's kind of nice. Um, so I don't know. All right. Well, I'll take your word for it. But you know, the, the reasons they block out and let people in at certain times of the year is partly for uh, crowd control reasons. Yes, I know. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to let every pass. This is the slow time, so this is when they let the people who don't want to come in the busy time in the summer in. So you might say there's more locals now than visitors. But in the summer, there were less locals and more, and more visitors, visitors, which is better for Disneyland overall. But again, I want more. Know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Then I want to know the breakdown of annual pass. How many SoCal's versus because those eight hundred fifty thousand is total all three times. Correct, yes, all right. four, all four types. But four types. I want to know that breakdown. I would, I would suspect that it's uh, the two, two bottom ones make up the majority of your annual pass holders. It, you know, it might be. I don't know. I. I It'd be interesting to know. Because seriously, I mean, if you spend ninety-seven bucks for two-day park hopper, what's what's another forty bucks to get, you know, uh, one hundred and sixty-five days? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. I, I, uh, you know, I've never liked something that restricts me. So I would. I did the deluxe one year, and I found that every time I wanted to go, I couldn't. So we. Yeah. We did that once and only once, and we thought we were, we did it to save some money one year, and then we found that we did go on those times when we were we were blocked out. We thought, oh, we'll we'll never want to go, and so we say, hey, let's go tonight. Oh, can't. I can't. Yeah. Hey, somebody's going to be playing. Our, oh, can't. Something go. else. Yeah. You know? And so, yeah, I, I won't do that. But uh, uh, I, I, they'll never release those numbers. That's the sad thing. I, I would love to be on the inside and be able to actually see the numbers and how it breaks down. Uh, because I really think there's a lot of people who buy them and don't use them. It's like buying a gym pass or buying you, – you have all in good intentions and how and what kind of attrition? How many people don't renew? Or how many people – I've known people that they'll get it for a year and then they'll wait for six months and then they'll get it, you know. Yeah, well, because cause they're not exactly local, right? And they need to time it with other visits and all that. Or whatever it is. Maybe they stopped working for a while or they haven't gone in a while so they don't think they'll go again. They decide, hey, I, I'm going to go. I might as well buy that <laughs> cheapy, <coughs> cheapy pass again. So, you know, there's ebbs and flows. And I, I, those are the kind of numbers you'll never see. And that's why all this stuff is guesswork, you know, ah, and, yeah. and anecdotal. Someone... And you, then you, what you don't know is uh, unless you're maybe in the travel industry, then you might be able to truly jump in on this conversation to know the ebb and flows of other countries uh, who travel. Like, I swear, everywhere I go, I bump into an Aussie. I figure they're always on vacation somewhere in that country. <laughs> Someone is always on vacation. Uh, but, you know, we know that certain times of year, you'll probably see the Asian crowd. Certain times of year, you see the European crowd. And there's, you know, you got to take in that to account, too. Um, so, I don't know. I, I'm, I wouldn't care if they had less, as long as I can buy mine. Sure. But I, I don't want them to say like they did that one year. You have to renew or we're not going to sell, you know, we're not going to sell anymore. Remember that fiasco? No, I don't. Oh, they, they made an announcement. You better, well, we're not going to sell any more annual passes. We've, we've peaked, you know, we've maxed out. So the only way you could keep it is you may have to make sure you renewed. If you missed the renewal, you weren't going to be able to buy it again. That would have been awesome. 
that went over like a fart in church. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I, so here here we are. You know. Yeah. Two hours into it, so let's. Uh, yeah, fine. Make make one more of your uh, many plugs for your Netflix and. Um, <laughs> Either Netflix is ripping me off because I know at least three people have signed up, and I've only got one check. Um, yeah, it, you know, help the show. Okay. Um, thank you all for your voicemails. We've had fun with them. You can continue yeah. to leave them. Eight three zero four DF poop. Voicemail. You know, you can also visit the Disney Podcast Network. Go ahead, sign up, hang around, sure. Leave yeah. your opinions. Yeah, <laughs> I, I um, won't make my comment on that. Uh, thank you. Uh, and I guess yeah, and we'll go back to some of the email next week because there's some that have some uh, yeah, things we, to point out to, to, to Shaft Shafty. and all that. So let's hope he's with us. All right, yeah. then. Well, I think we're done. I'm gonna say good night. Yeah, you do that. Good night. Okay. Get ready for an event with the joy of the holiday season and the magic of the most visited theme parks in the world. All brought to you by the organizers of DPN West Fest. The Disney Podcast Network is pleased to invite you to the DPN World Holiday, a gathering of Disney communities spanning all four Disney World theme parks. Come join us December 10th through 14th as we celebrate our shared love of Disney while surrounded by the sights and sounds of the holidays. In true DPN fashion, we'll descend on a different theme park each day. Have our picture made in front of that theme park's Christmas tree, gather for special meets hosted by DPN podcasters and forum members, and have a lot of laughs together. So make your plans to be part of DPN World Holiday, December 10th through the 14th at Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida. For more information and to find out how you can host your own meet, go to the DPN.com.